It is definitely Friday night in the hot ass Phoenix, Arizona. Miserable ass. Satan's Arizona. asshole. Welcome to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I am Bullet Kyle. I'm Brian. Uh, I'm Solo Wookie. Hey, welcome again. Two weeks in a row for a Solo Wookie. Go. It's like, I'm going to start thinking you guys like me. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Go for that turkey next week. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Welcome to the Recap Comics. Well. How's it going? I'm good. Bullet. I know I'm doing well. I have a bottle of bullet to enjoy for my Friday night. How about you, fellas? How How is your uh, sponsorship coming, Kyle? He's working hard on it. Can't you tell? I am. <laughs> I'm trying here. He's working real hard on it. Is that the official um, drink of the Absolute Geek podcast? It's the official drink of fucking Kyle. Official drink of fucking Kyle. Nice. <laughs> That's a dope shirt, Chad. I've never seen that one. Thank you, man. It came today. I've been waiting for fucking ever for this thing to arrive, man. I love this shirt. I've seen yeah. it before. I ordered it like... God, it must have been a month or a month and a half ago. Dope. Thank you. Dope, I love dope, your dope. shirt. Took you a month or a month and a half to get a shirt that you ordered? Yeah, dude. I don't oh, know if it's the COVID or... Yeah, they, they've sent me like two or three notices and they're like, hey, you know, with COVID, everything's behind, yada, yada. Smoke up your butthole, smoke up your butthole. But they were really, you know, they were on point with staying connected and saying, hey, you know, we, we do realize it's taking a while, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, uh, yeah, I just, I love this shirt. And I wish I'd have bought it the first time I saw it. And I finally was just bit the bullet and I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting it. Speaking of bullet. It this bullet? <laughs> just like that bullet. Bullet, almost. frontier whiskey. Bullet bourbon. Bird <laughs> drink on. of Kyle. I'm still waiting. All the clothes that I've ordered in the last like month and a half have—they're just. I'm still waiting forever. You know what doesn't take you a month and a half to get your official signature Kyle Absolute Geek T-shirt? Get him now at the Absolute Geek Etsy store. Link in the description below. Just <laughs> shell ourselves out. Just become a giant billboard of horrors. That's what you gotta do. Just shill everything. Dude, I cannot believe it was a hundred and fucking seventeen today. Dude, it's just brutal at, at work. Like Fuck I'm you, just I'm, butthole. Yeah, I'm starting to melt down driving around in that goddamn oversized Campbell soup can, like the <laughs> chunky meaty soup, and and it just is. It's a hundred and thirty in that fucking thing, and now I got to fill everything out and quadruple it because triplicate wasn't enough. I, I just. I can't do it anymore. Just can't fucking do it. There's bring no me, um, bring me the snow. There's no relief. We haven't. We've had no monsoon season, so there's been like no relief whatsoever. Yeah, tell me about it. You know what brings me relief? 
bullet bullet bourbon bullet bourbon. It's <laughs> <coughs> more satisfying on a hot fucking Arizona afternoon of 117, sipping a nice, nice oh. glass of bullet on the rocks. Tell us, tell us, Kyle, how yes. do you like it to consume your your bullet bourbon? Would that be the highball? Would that be the um, a mixed drink? Would that be the slow sipper? How, how is your? Uh, how, do you just chug it straight from the bottle? The, well, I'm glad you asked, Chad. <laughs> Go ahead, <Yes>. Kyle. <laughs> I pref- the I prefer the absolute geek way to be with a Red Bull. Oh. Nothing is more refreshing during podcasting like bullet bourbon and Red Bull energy drink. Fucking nice. just shill it, Kyle. Keep selling, <laughs> Kyle. Keep going. Why do they call it the highball? You know, I have no idea because it's basically whiskey on ice. So, and and to do it properly, to my understanding, it's not even a bunch of ice, but it is one large either round ice cube or like oval ice cube. The ice cube shape, to, to, I, someone correct me if I'm wrong, I quit drinking 10 years ago. Um, that's but, not the kind of attitude, well, uh, the good for you, but that's not the kind of attitude we're looking for here, Chad. <laughs> you got to say, you know, if you're going to drink, all you drink is bullet bourbon. All right. <laughs> but uh, it, it supposedly has something to do with just the one large oval or round shaped yeah, ice cube. A highball is a mixed alcoholic drink composed of an alcoholic base and a larger proportion portion of out non-alcoholic. Examples include seven and seven, scotch and soda and rum and coke. A highball is typically served over ice in a large straight sided highball glass. So it comes from the name of the glass. There you go. There you go. So if you put it in a solo cup like Kyle's got, or or is that a, a Starbucks cup? Star- oh, it's a salad and go cup. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be it, it's it's part of my diet. I have to do it in a salad and go cup. <laughs> that oh. way you trick your body into forgetting that you're drinking the it, calories, it right? Thinks I'm also having a salad. There you go. Cylinder ice so that it doesn't water down the alcohol is what I'm being told. Water down alcohol. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I knew the ice was important, but I couldn't remember why. If you read statistics, I think that's what gives you like cancer. Ice and vodka, ice and whiskey. Ice no, and I'm pretty sure that <laughs> alcohol ice. fights the cancer. <laughs> Right, so, but you do have to have two broccoli per one whiskey. A highball glass is taller than an old-fashioned glass or a lowball. No shit, huh? The more you know, right? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> what you learn on this show. Yeah. Who says you don't learn anything on this show? Hey, we always try and bring the facts and the information. We like to keep our fans knowledgeable. This is why you like, this is why you subscribe, this is why you come here, you learn how to drink, you learn how to geek, you learn how to just have a good time and laugh. This is the the show of shows. We're like the dad you never have, because he went out for cigarettes and never came home. 
<laughs> we're going to teach you how to shave. We're going to teach you how to drink. <laughs> you know. Okay, I can't. I can't really teach you how to drink anymore, and I'm certainly not going to teach you how to shave. Teach you how to shave your head. That doesn't count. Uh, he shaves his head nature's way. That's right. And the more hair I lose, the more head I get. <laughs> so go. that brings us, we're going to have a contest, aren't we, Matt? Sh- sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't tell oh. your voice. You're still in like salesperson mode. Well, by golly gee, we're going to have a contest. You see, we are having a contest. Why don't you play? the video again what we would like our audience to mimic and then we will discuss the rules and the prize of the contest oh man kyle why why don't i do that hold on just a second let's let's go ahead and do that kyle thank you matt you're most welcome kyle so as you see if everybody was hanging out in the beginning of the show we made a little a little spot you know like you know Prepare for the show like Kyle does, you know, just like we were talking about. Just like Kyle does. That's how you make the absolute geek bullet bourbon. Now it's time to podcast. Now it's time to podcast. Kind of something like that. So what I would like our audience to do is send us your video of you pouring your favorite bullet drink and the winner will receive this Turkish variant. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. So here's Michael Stout. You can be like our moderator, Michael Stout. He's got the right idea. He's got his Spider-Man novelty cologne in the background or shampoo. What the hell is that? Is that a giant, like, Boba Fett pot? What the, what the fuck is it? Fuck it. Fuck it. There you go. That's, awesome. That's how it's done. Right now, Michael Stout is in the lead. Michael is the man. We'll so, we'll all right, guys, I'll be back. See you later, Brian. All right, buddy. We'll give everybody. I'll give everybody two weeks. You can send them to us Twitter, Instagram, however you can find us. Send us a video, and we'll play them. And whichever one we think is the funniest, coolest, whatever, I'll, I'll give. I'll give this away to the grand prize, and I'll throw out a couple more prizes depending on how many people. Um, you got to throw out something that's non-comic book for those those fans that aren't. I will give them some Elmer's glue. Some Elmer's glue. <laughs> no, I'll have a couple other. I'll have a couple other um, stuff to give away. We are stacking up in the chat tonight. That is nice. So. I just think it would be fun. Stout said that video it cracked me up. I just thought it'd be fun to see if anybody else would like to do that. And I like to give shit away. You do. That's, you are a giving man, and that is awesome. 
maybe we'll you like, um you like to give to the audience and we have a great audience tonight we do hey, we're comp- sitting here waiting make a compilation of them and put them into the, your next commercial Ooh, look at that. Mail. so the other day i was uh i was in one of the online on one of the facebook group um sales auctions mm-hmm. and they had two of them and i and i was like oh that's nice 40 bucks i just threw a 40 bid out it went to like 90 dollars, and i was like eh, that's kind of a lot maybe i'll go on ebay and say you know so it's kind of cool they're going for on ebay for like 25 26 bucks i think just in that chat or in that auction i think they got kind of uh everybody got kind of excited venom, over it. venom crazed yeah but that was my pickup for the week, man. It just there's something about these cool ass Venom covers, man. They're just it's fire right now with these Venom covers. Oh, it is, it is, dude. They're you know you can't hold on to them. If you've got a book that says Venom on the cover and it's recent, Donny Cates, it, it's just holy crap. I mean, Donny Cates is such an awesome writer, so I mean, it's hard to. I mean, I see why on top of it is his lure. I'd like to know what he smells like. <laughs> Eric says he's. Hey, in all honesty, I didn't know shit about shit with comics before you guys. And Michael Stout says, yes, Matt, I do smell like Spider-Man. Who doesn't want to smell like Spider-Man? On a a scale from um, Lavender to Brad Pitt, how how do you think he smells? Spider-Man or Michael Stout? Because I guarantee... Isn't that the scale? Isn't that the scale? Or even Donny Cates. Is it is it lavender, which is like I think a, I think Spider Man smells like a fucking gym bag because he just sweats in that spandex. <laughs> so he smells like Brad Pitt. <laughs> he just smells like a gym he's, locker. He's like a one or two. He's like a Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I think Brad. I think Brad Pitt not, smells like hot boxed bo. Like you, like you, goddamn, that's Brad Pitt. <laughs> Michael Stout says, I smell like bourbon and brake cleaner. There you go. We we tried to get the confirmation of Brad Pitt's stink last week. It did not work. Yeah. So this week, I would like to find out if Stifler stinks, because our guest coming up was in the rundown. Yes. Or maybe The Rock. I wonder if he smells like pineapples. That's fucked. Why? He might. <laughs> he smells like pineapples. <laughs> Pineapples smell good. Hawaiian. It smells like pineapples. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> maybe maybe he smells like pina colada. I bet you he smells like bourbon and brake cleaner. I bet you he smells like aqua velva aftershave. <laughs> or he smells like getting caught in the rain. He smells like old spice. Yeah. Out of one like of those trucks. He smells like purple rain. <laughs> I bet you he like smells like a fucking million bucks. <laughs> He's not into yoga. But he has half a brain. Yeah. Correct. I bet you the rock smells like a million bucks. Am I am, you know I, dating, I, like? am I dating myself on, on you young hip kids show? Did I just give away my I don't age? know, you look like you're uh, trying for an Omega sponsorship right now with your bad internet. I, I, I thought he was trying to do the fade away. Uh, maybe. <laughs> He's disappearing. Oh, man. Gandalf. So how was everybody else's week? It was fucking long. 
hot. I fucking hate my fucking job so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people come here to forget about. Oh, fuck. I cannot. I just. Wow. I mean, that fucking job is just killing me. I cannot. I got to figure something else out. Let's uh, we need to do is we need to get and we need to start <laughs> selling Dr. Pepper. Yeah, you do. There's a shortage. Dr. Pepper shortage. Like, what about Dr. Pepper? Is there a shortage? Like, they didn't announce that part. Is one of the one of the ingredients in high demand? It's just that it is in a high demand <sighs> soda to where it is flying off the shelves, much like toilet paper. It's Dang, just, we gotta get our TP and DP. And it, and it's only in certain parts of the country, but it's. Yeah, it was out here. It was not on the shelf for a long time, like the almost month and month and a half. And they just now restocked and got a shipment. Not even I think it was last week. It's just another uh, thing in in twenty twenty for there to be a shortage of. Apparently, there's going to be a shortage of all kinds of sodas because they're they're running out of the the can, the aluminum cans, and they're running out of aluminum to make cans. So, if you like enough. canned soda, it's going to be harder to find or it's going to go up in price. It's, it's basically just a fucking ploy to raise prices on shit. There's nothing... Dude, I cannot wait till there's Red Bull in the bottle. Well, and it would make... It would make sense for Dr. Pepper because they have to change their their recipe to put it in plastic bottles and all that. And I actually don't like it any other way but in I'm going to let you in on a secret. They already put Dr. Pepper in plastic bottles. I, I know, but they totally changed, they changed the recipe to do it, to put Do, it in there. Dr. Pepper in glass bottles is, is really good. Oh, it is. I wish they'd go back I, to making soda in glass bottles. Coke in, in Coke in glass bottles is really good, especially if you get the pure sugar, the real cane sugar kind. Holy and fuck. That dirty man. used glass that's just been oh washed a million God. times. <laughs> that's flavor. <laughs> it is. Welcome to flavor country. <laughs> I'm going to get my TP and my DP. Welcome to Flavor Town. Yes. Uh, so, like I was saying, we're waiting on our guest tonight. Um, actor Pat Jenkins is going to be joining us for an interview here in uh, just a few minutes. So, we're just kind of waiting on him. To get that started, he's been in, like I said, the rundown and and lots of other good stuff. So, gonna have some good stories. Did you uh, did you pick anything up this week, there, Matt? You got any Wookie cookies? I've not bought any Wookie cookies lately. I just bought the the normal uh, weekly readers. My my days of buying uh, the comic books are yeah. Your six uh, week, your six week, uh, my six week splurge has come to an end. <laughs> that was quick, sir. Easy come, easy go, like the DP in the TP. <laughs> Max Bender is waiting patiently for Kyle to argue Artie's spot on assessment. <laughs> Look, I, let's talk about. I'm, dude. I'm gonna fucking. Uh, we're in the wrong business here, guys. Like. Whatever you do professionally, whatever you do, podcast for free. We're doing a free podcast, and whatever you do (laughs) in your your adult life, you know, we're in the wrong business. We all need to go to a weekend seminar to become psychics, 
So we can all charge 50 bucks for a 15 minute psychic reading. No, what we need to do is the same thing that Mr. Beast did. Oh, look at you name dropping fucking YouTubers, huh? I just discovered this dude. Like you just discovered ago. Mr. Beast? Yes. And it fucking drives me bonkers. We're just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dress up like a homeless guy and I'm going to go buy a Lamborghini. Fuck off. You're a fucking dick. Here, we hit your car. We hit your $2,000 car. Here's $9,000. We're going to cap out for seven hours and make a joke about it. Fuck is you. That, is that like a helm on a pirate's penis? Yes. There, she be driving me nuts. <laughs> he does that shit all the time where, like, he did, He bought a Tesla and did it where his, his friends all had to keep their hand on the Tesla and whoever's the last one touching it or in it won the car i mean don't get me wrong he's a genius he's figured it out he he spends money like like it's not real (laughs) here i'm gonna buy a every car on this used car lot and then i'm gonna sell them all for nothing got that youtube money sir those youtube monies it's not gonna be any He's going to be no competition to that absolute geek. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even see the straight face. Hey, man. Keep them pockets loaded. Was it, it says, the same right? loser that came and looted the mall? No, no, that's Jake Paul. Yeah, that's a different oh, guy. That's right. that's right. That's Jake Paul. And I still think the psychic was way off about me. He made an incorrect statement. He said nothing about you and Bullet bourbon. He forgot to say Kyle likes to drink bullet bourbon on Friday nights for Absolute Geek Podcast. Not a very good psychic at all. <laughs> it is smooth and refreshing and goes down like butter. I don't, I don't know. It does not go down like butter. It goes down like awesomeness. Like awesomeness? Yes. Awesomeness. Like liquid cool. So yes, it's Kyle. a liquid cool in a cup. Kyle wants that sponsorship. He's working. Look hard how cool I look drinking bullet out of a green straw. Wow! <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, so <laughs> you son of a bitch! Why isn't it a paper straw? Because I'm out. Sponsorship denied. Yep. Why? No. Green straw. We were going to give you a bullet sponsorship, but this fuck is drinking out of a plastic straw. Yeah, we can't. We, we can't, can't condone not that. Only not only a plastic straw, but a plastic cup. Hey, I'm reusing my cup. That I'm helping the environment right now. Did I throw this away? No. I washed it, and I put whiskey in it. You're just going to have a bunch mm. of salads show up at your house from Salad to Go now. That would be awesome, because that place is fucking awesome. Max Bender wants you to do a, uh, a live podcast from the Bourbon Trail. If newbie will do it, I'll go. You're gonna go do a live podcast from the the Bullet Distillery. Guaranteed, I would if I can get newbie to go do it. Because you know that's exactly what she wants to do for a vacation. She wants to go to the place they make whiskey. Why not? That's what I said. <laughs> You'd be surprised at uh, how nice it is down there. Although, 
if you're gonna do that, I think it should just be a law and rule if you're going to go do all the whiskey tours because like bullets down there and mm -hmm. Jack Daniels and Jim Beam and all that shit. You should have to drive a General E. You should have to. No way, dude. He has to drive one of those uh, Red Bull can trucks, can cars. Be awesome. <laughs> Just the no the car with a giant Red Bull can <laughs> on it. That's dude, that would be awesome. part of the stipulation. Stipulation complete. I would be well, more happy to drive the fucking. That's what the Duke boys did, though. They they were moonshiners. They they were smuggling Uncle Jesse. But I'm not moonshining. I'm just I'm just uh, distillery hopping. Exactly. So you should have to do it in a general league. You got to do it like the, the, moon, the moonshine. The moonshine run there. So. <laughs> I'd I'd love to see you jump shit in a in a Red Bull can car. <laughs> <I would. laughs> see if that Get shit really gives you weight. Yeah. horns on little Red Bull cars. <laughs> 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 It'd be awesome. Red Bull gives you weight. <laughs> Uh, that's the way you got to enter every classic. distillery. Just, poof, poof, just come flying in. That's what they want. Well, that'd be awesome. I'll try to parachute in. So now last, last year, one of the distilleries lost a crap ton. It caught fire and burned Jim down. Beam. Was, that, was that Jim Beam? Yeah, I it was Beam. Now you're just now they're just gonna release their their fire aged. Supply is what they're going to call it. There you go. Fire aged. Let's get that, that smoky, that smoky ash taste that you've come to love. You've come to love and admire. Um, my my aunt's side of the family actually um, is related to Jim Beam. The other so, part of the contest Kyle didn't mention was it when you're oh, purchasing. Now he knows about it. When you're purchasing your bottle of bullet, that's it, that too shit. take a picture of it and put it on social media and tag us and bullet whiskey and Red because Bull. Absolutely. I bought bullet yep. and show them, forgot that the other half. show them that they need Kyle as their spokesperson to help push their product. This is something everyone can get behind. If you're not a comic book fan and you come to us just for the the random bullshit, you can get behind this and push some whiskey because who doesn't like to drink? Chad? Whiskey pushers. <laughs> I, I actually used to um, love drinking. <laughs> I can't wait to our next review. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Chad. <laughs> But I can't wait to our next review. I hadn't checked out Absolute Geek in a while. I used to love the show. Now they're all just trying to pedal. <laughs> now they're just whoring out some products. <laughs> they're just product whoring everywhere. All right, go <laughs> if ahead. It's not, if it's not whiskey, it's t-shirts and all this other crazy shit. All right, guys. Um, I want to welcome at this time our our guest tonight. Perfect timing. Welcome to the show, Pat. Jacobitz, Pat, welcome. Wow, pronounced correctly. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Good job, Matt. That's the first time he's ever pronounced the name right. So it's, You're lucky. It's the it's the uh, <laughs> the bullet sponsorship. It's got me uh, cranking on all cylinders. 
Well, I was hearing you guys talking about booze and wet t-shirts. I'm thinking I came in late. <laughs> <laughs> right on time. Right on Perfect, time. boys. Booze and wet t-shirts. That's a combination we didn't think of, Kyle. <laughs> you got to open up all the revenues, Kyle. The men's dreaming for you here. Yeah. <laughs> We're pushing hard for him. <laughs> pushing hard next, for Next commercial. Next commercial. Bullet, bullet and wet t-shirts. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll be a me in a white t-shirt and I'll do bullet. And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the last minutes of Charles Bukowski. There you go. You got you got to do the old uh, chair and chain pull too, and just have it dr- drench you. <laughs> That's how you got to go. Thanks for joining us tonight, Pat. How are you today? Yes, thank you, sir. Not bad, boys. I was in L.A. today. Uh, these players are something else, aren't they? You know? <laughs> I mean, you could be here in Phoenix with us in 118 degrees. Oh, screw that. My mom and dad lived in Tucson. And the only relief I would get out of that area was during uh, uh, monsoon season. But you're in monsoon season now, right? If that's what you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> we haven't had any monsoon storms yet. Wow, 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 118. It was 107 here today, and I was bitching, but you've just fixed that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Anything over 100 sucks. Doesn't matter where it really does. I mean, yeah, but remember, you're in Arizona, so it's a dry heat. (laughs) It doesn't matter. No, it's yeah, it's still hot. Anybody that says that, I'm just like, you know what, stick your head in the oven and you tell me how great that is. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, are you all native Arizonans? No, I, no, I'm the only I'm the only native here. Like wow, like you, I'm a fellow Michigan boy. Wow, yeah. well, well, well. Thank oh. you. The three one three in the house. Yeah, bond oh. has been made. That's right. <laughs> but I have to ask: Do you all have fries cards? Yes, I do. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a <laughs> card. I'm from you the north. Know? I'm from Colorado. What part? Uh, Northern Colorado, Fort Collins. Wow. Okay. Oh, how close is that to Lake City? Um, to Sydney, Nebraska. No, no, no Lake. City. No, no, Lake Lake City, Colorado. It's a mountain oh, town. It's hours, hours away. It's like uh, it's at six. It's like four to six, four to six hours, if I remember correctly. Wow. Uh, I mean, Colorado. I, I did a movie there about a year and a half ago, and. The altitude is so high up there, you know, your ears pop literally every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I have, friends in, I have high friends in places. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <that's terrible. laughs> what part of Michigan you're from? Uh, I lived all over the state. I lived in uh, the Detroit area for a while. My dad was in the military. He was stationed at Belle Isle. So I lived oh, in wow. the Detroit area okay. for a while, and then I lived in Roseville, and then uh, moved to Manistee when I was about twelve, and then from there out here, Sucker. So all wow. over the state. That's great, but even more importantly, you're out of Michigan, which is the best thing you could possibly do to yourself. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't mind being back there right now, over 118 and, degrees, but you know, 
Yeah, but when, like, like, I mean, there's a lot to do in Arizona, fellas. When's the last time you guys hiked uh, telephone line? It's been a year or two. Wow. Might be time again, fellas. Go in the morning when it's go in the morning when it's cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what this morning was only when I woke up and it was what ninety five. Wow. A balmy 95 degrees. Wow. <laughs> At 5 a.m. <laughs> Do you still get javelinas? Do you guys have javelinas up there still? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, they, they trek into the city. They're kind of adorable. I dig, I dig a good javelina. <laughs> Fucking start freaking out with those big ass teeth coming out. <laughs> now, did you did you guys watch the meteor shower the other night? I mean, because you would have had unbroken view, right? I didn't go outside. I didn't see yeah, it. You can't really see much with all the ambient light here in the city. I saw I saw a couple. I I was out and it was pretty early, and so I saw one or two, and then uh, I didn't. After that, I, I had to go to bed. I worked too early. Wow, nice. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I just there's so much you like. I mean, not the heat, but there's so much you like about about where you are right now. I mean, Arizona is a beautiful place. Is it? Is it? <laughs> if you love the color, bro- if you love the color brown, it's a very beautiful yeah. place. If you love brown, <laughs> come to Arizona. I love dirt and rocks. If you, love, <laughs> if you love brown dirt rocks and everything trying to kill you, Arizona's the place yeah. for you. Sir, Waffle House has never tried to kill me. <laughs> You've not, I don't know. You haven't eaten the Waffle House around here lately because I feel like it's trying to kill me. <laughs> There's a good one on Speedway by Bookman's. If you've been to Bookman's, it is, hey, are both Bookman's still there? Yes. Yep. Oh my God! The greatest used bookstore, you know. It's a great place to find comics. Yeah, they have twenty-five cent comics. Do they still have those stacks and stacks of them? Mm-hmm. Or you just rummage through and you find those. Once in a while, you find those diamonds in the rough. Right, and, and they made a point of you open the splash page and they stamp. They do they still rubber stamp the twenty-five cent bookmans on the on the splash pages? Nope, they don't do that anymore. Okay, that that killed me. Within the last four years, last time I grabbed some Bookman's comics, they were rubber stamped twenty five cents on the inside of the cover. It broke my heart. <laughs> some of those people I collect them if they're stamped in the on the top cover, on the upper right, or on the upper left. A lot of pe- a lot of people try and collect them because it signifies where they came from. Really. Hmm. Or if you find some of the older military style, there's um, a star that's stamped in the upper right-hand corner or actually printed on it. Oh, yes. More yeah, I did not know that. When they would ship them to the, to the, like, the comic shop or the, the drug store, they would stamp the top one so that they knew that when their shipment came in. So you knew that was – anytime you see a comic with a stamp of like, you know – November 12th, 1966. You know, that was the very top comic of the stamp of the stack. Wow. You know, I, it's weird. I've got a collection and I've seen those from time to time and never understood why the name and the date and the year were always, you know, so profound on, so pronounced on some of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, that's, 
that's what they look for. They like mm-hmm. those. They they like those ones because it's. I mean, it gives it a little. It gives it a little bit of more history to it. You know that this. You know what I mean? Like it. It's been there. It's it's kind of cool. It's just I don't know. There's just something about it. Up in uh, in Fort Compton, Colorado, the guy at Halley's Comics, he actually looks for a certain stamp because he knew the guys where he got those comic books from as as a kid at the newsstand, and, and they were out of Kansas. So he could tell the certain specific stamps because that was the shop that he went to. And uh, really? where, where, yeah, where it was stamped and everything. Cause I, I asked him one day, what's up with all the stamp on here and how does that work? And uh, I think his name is Gary. I can't remember how his comics in Fort Collins, Colorado, Fort Compton, the mean streets and wow. um, <laughs> the mean and, streets. And, sure. uh, yeah, it, it, he knew exactly where it was from, and that's how he knew it was there. She also got a lot of older books from them, but um, very, very clean, crisp, great books. They took such good care of their spinner rack books and everything. Boy, spinner racks, you know, I, I, I miss so much iconography, especially with the quarantine going on. You know, um, I, I hit a shop today. I, I was on my way. I was, I'm working on a project with a with a comic artist, and I stopped to catch my train, and there was an open comic shop. So it was to come in and get a comic shop news. And I mean, you guys know, by Friday, comic shop newses are gone, but shops are so empty, they had a whole stack, you know. Yeah, it's it's everybody's been hit. Well, and there's I, I don't know how much you follow, but I mean, we've had. The split with DC no longer going through Diamond, so now they're a whole new publication through a whole new public, you know, and uh, it's a mess. That every COVID has jacked up everything. AT and T ain't helping. <laughs> no, no, and you know Marvel's next. You know Disney's going to pair them. And I, I don't. Know, do you think in the long run this could be good for the industry? No, because uh, they're trimming the they're trimming the fat. I mean. The thing is, you can't sustain $5 comics. You can't sustain 17 pages for $5, especially when the books are just retreads and better stories from years earlier. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yeah, and I could see where I could see where there would be a better profit margin for smaller company um, or individual smaller companies, but I don't know sustainability wise if they could afford to do it because the whole cost and bulk and everything else. I, I don't know if it's possible. I, you know, I just think with so many recent, they did new 52 where they tried to reboot all the continuity that bombed. And then they went back. I just think they've been Marvel and DC have been doing too many reboots. I, I'm, I'm more interested in where the indies are going. I, I, I see some good stuff coming out of Image. I see good stuff coming out of Alterna. Mm-hmm. I like I like people who take chances, and especially I think Alterna prints a newsprint, and I like the fact I like the fact that it's like two bucks for seventeen to twenty four pages. That's great, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're priced incredibly well as far as competitive wise. I just I just. I don't know how much it costs them to print. It, everywhere else seems to 
have an argument about how much it costs to print. And now that the phone books are gone, literally comic books are saving the printing industry. Basically, basically. And I, I like the idea that you can put out $2 books. I love that Marvel went back and Marvel started doing the dollar books. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they call those? Uh, uh, true believers or something? Yeah. I, I would, I bought the first appearance of Thanos for like a buck for my nephew. You know, you buy a reprint of Marvel two and one, number one with the thing and the man thing yeah. for my nephews. I mean, a, a nine year old and an 11 year old can read <laughs> comics that, you know what I mean? That would have been a hundred times that price had they not reprinted it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that is a great thing that they're doing with that. So that poor people like myself can actually read the stories of big fancy books. I'm never. Uh, gonna hold, I'm not going to hold a Hulk 181. I'm not going to hold the, uh, you know, the original hundred Batman or or any of the, the chances are small. Or the first uh, Casey Jones. Or the first Casey Jones. <laughs> Would you like me to go get uh, it? Oh, the first Casey Jones. Wow. I can go get it for you. I have it in the other room. Oh, right. What? Hey, when is your When is your Casey Jones appearing? I have to know. It's a. It's a one shot. It was it was a story. So you remember the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? I do. When when Raphael or and uh, Casey Jones met that that whole scene where they fought and everything. That's that Great one scene. shot. It comes oh, right. Oh, they can psycho bat. Tell me. Yep. You didn't spend money wow. on this. <laughs> but that was his. We we hadn't seen Casey before then. That was his first appearance. Yeah, comics. Yeah, that one shot was it's a and it's not a comic book size. It's like magazine size. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Eastman and Laird, man, Eastman and Laird, yeah, that sort of edginess. I mean, they single handedly created the indies industry, didn't they? You know, All yeah, right. they really got it moving. He was. I interviewed him. He was a very fun guy to talk to. Really, tell me more. What? what which one, Eastman or Laird? Eastman. We sat down with Eastman and we got to we got to sit and do a little interview with him and it was kind of cool, you know, we just sat there and he asked questions and you know, he you know, he he talked about like you know, where it came of, you know, the whole Daredevil thing and you know, with the the ooze going in there because of Daredevil and he talked about the idea shredder was when they were doing dishes and and uh-huh. he, he put the he put the cheese grater over his hand. Like wow. It, like that's what I thought that was cool like you know you're just sitting at the kitchen table and you're coming up with this awesome so see you can see that they're they're like a whole nother size the first what five I believe it's five Mm -hmm. and also Eastman's company was started uh, uh, there was a comic shop out here it was a great one it's out of business and the building just burned down last week but it's a place called Meltdown Comics (laughs) <laughs> the irony. And when, yeah, I know. I was terrible. <laughs> well, when Eastman went before it went under, Eastman let them have his office, put his office on display, including the check. His late father had cut a check for like five hundred dollars to print the initial run of Ninja Turtles. Uh, the original ones. Oh no, that was the Turtle Soup. So the original first appearances were in uh, Turtle Soup, and they were just on printer paper. Wow! Yeah, they they had like yeah, they, they, they were 
but they're drawing the floppy turtles, you know, the, the original design by Laird. They look like floppy turtles. Oh, wow. Look at that. So in this one, actually. Why isn't that in a bag and board, you fucking heathen? I know, right? Uh, Here's one of the original. Yeah, where's your comic condom, jerk? Yeah, right. Get your gloves gloves on. Get your get your dick beaters off of my freaking my book. He's right, man. Your 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 ham hocks are gonna ruin that cover. (laughs) Uh, That's how you get Corona. Uh, I would still risk the Corona to get. I would still risk the Rona to get the cover with the first Casey Jones appearance. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a solid book right there. I've been looking for a while, and they just keep going up and going up. I I scored the number two and number three, and and then Kyle hooked me up with a fourth print number one, and uh, so well, it, I'm getting there. Nothing's as valuable as the ones your mom throwing threw away. You know what I mean? When she cleaned your room, you know, <laughs> she never threw mine away. Well, I was 12, and uh, I lost the first appearance of Bullseye. <laughs> Damn. Terrible 131. Comics are for kids. Um, what was more, I was in my room was a mess, and I, and I you know, your mom says, you got to clean your room. Yeah, 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 I'll get around to it. <laughs> you come home and wait, wait, where are my world fight nights? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the one, one of the greatest things about my mom is she never threw any of my shit away, and I still have almost all of it. Wow, very nice. Except for what I threw away because I completely destroyed it. There's a few Star Wars toys that I'm missing, but other than that, I got most all of them. What's the most valuable comic you got rid of? Oh, that's a good, that's a tough question. Mm. Describe got rid of. (laughs) (laughs) You made a foolish mistake about it. I have never... Um, I've given away some comic books and I've traded some comic books, but I have never honestly get, uh, gotten rid of a comic book in my life. Wow. I recently have. Which ones? Oh my God. I got, I, I got rid of, cause I'm, I'm restoring, a, I'm restoring an old Volkswagen. So to get the money for it, I'm I'm selling some of my comics off to help restore. Wow! It. What year's the Volkswagen? 1970. She better be cherry for you to give rid of some valuable books like that. You know, she's gonna be. She's getting wow. there. But I've I've gotten rid of like you know first Thanos. I've gotten rid of uh, McFarlane Spider-Man 300, first Gambit. Wow! Are you serious? Taskmaster. And most of these guys right here own them. They fucking were like little vultures. TMNT for fourth print, number one, signed by Kevin Eastman. Well, I mean, if you're going to make, if you're going to commit comic book suicide, I don't blame the two of them for being there to you catch you. You can visit him again, Kyle. Here you go. <laughs> here you go, Kyle. He still, he still has a Nakatomi Tower of, of <laughs> graded books. Okay, so don't let him fool you. And he's got. Oh, by the way, I love the Nakatomi yeah. Tower reference. By the way, very. <laughs> yeah. You should come here. You should come out and see the Nakatomi Plaza at night. It's beautiful. You know. I would uh, love to take a picture. Yeah, it is. I've seen it at night. It is cool. It's beautiful. It's right there. I mean, uh, I know. What's great about Die Hard, what's great about Die Hard is when you see the cop, when the cop, that AMPM mini market next to the uh, Ralph's 
that's right where it is in the movie when he's buying all the the uh, the the hang on, what's his name? Twinkies. Yep. That's such a perfect movie. By the way, that, in my opinion, that's the first Spider-Man movie. That is a Spider-Man movie, right down to uh, <laughs> the police chief and the newsman taking turns as the J. Jonah Jameson character. You know, <laughs> you can see that the is, I never realized that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I never realized that. You're totally it's the complete, right. I remember both sides think uh, Bruce Willis is the both the villain and the heroes both think Bruce Willis is the bad guy for much of the movie, and there's only the rank and file who like him. You know. <laughs> That is awesome. I will never think and watch that movie the same. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Goddamn Spider-Man now. It is. Uh, it's <laughs> still the best Spider-Man movie, although I do like the Raimi ones, but the, still the best Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. That's you know? Spider-Man Christmas movie. Yes, completely. You, you, know, did, and you did some work on the Raimi Spider-Man movies, right? I did. I, you know what? I, was, uh, I, I had one line. Which, of course, the, the whole scene is gone. But on the Raimi Spider-Man, I was a wrestling priest. You know, they had a Catholic priest with a giant cod piece. Gee, I wonder why they cut it from the family film. And uh, <laughs> a bunch of the wrestlers are fighting amongst themselves. And they set up that Tobey Maguire is the smallest guy in the room. So I break up a fight. I'm 6'9", so I'm breaking up a fight between a... Uh, a giant guy in drag dressed as Xena warrior princess and another guy dressed as like a voodoo man. And I mean, the scene, it was a tortured scene to show a Sam Raimi, um, Toby Maguire was in the scene, but it was also to set up the guy who killed uncle Ben gets into the arena posing as a wrestler, but that scene got cut, you know, uncle uh, ben dies. <laughs> spoiler. 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 Try to show me two uh, Spider-Man movies where Uncle Ben doesn't die. <laughs> he's hit the he's hit the bricks harder than Batman's parents. So you got to work with Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the fascinating thing, actually, I'll tell you the Tobey Maguire thing that was really interesting. He's Here's my other great. I we were supposed to beat up my brother and I were hired to beat him up on Sea Biscuit. You know, if you watch the movie Sea Biscuit. Mm -hmm. They, they have a scene where two guys rough him up because he owes our boss that mm -hmm. he was supposed to pay our boss. And I'm in two different, uh, I was in, uh, I was hired on two different Tobey Maguire things for two scenes that were both cut because there's a, the running, the running thing in Seabiscuit is he owes money and they're going to rough him up. But those scenes were never, were never shot. I mean, Gary Ross shot and shot and shot Seabiscuit so there was like three different scenes. An actress was in a scene that was never done. I remember sitting on the Santa Nella location of Seabiscuit with this actress. She was in another scene. My brother and I were goons winning to beat up Tobey Maguire in a scene they never got around the shooting. All three of us were really well paid, but we never even shot it, you know? <laughs> hey, Pat, we got a movie with Tobey Maguire. You want to be in it? No, I get fucking cut out of those movies. <laughs> Every damn time, man. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'd love that. I'd be like, sure. I don't I you paid me and I never even shot it. Hell, this job <laughs> is the best job I've ever. How do I get that gig? Right? Well, I can get paid and I, no one even knows it. You were. I will tell you, I was nicely paid and I was really well fed. There's nothing like movie catering. I'm, and you know what? The, the interesting thing, what was taking them, you guys, you're like this. The Lantieri brothers, uh, the, they won an Oscar for either Jurassic Park or Terminator 2. 
They did the Incredible Hulk. Michael Landon, Michael J. Lantieri had built a giant mechanical sea biscuit for Tobey Maguire to ride because he was way too big to be a jockey. So they built a fake horse for him that would make him in jockey proportions. <laughs> it was amazing. So you're watching him, and it was like a slingshot thing. They had real horses running alongside him, but he was in like this slingshot device where it would send him around the track, like a, like a test. It was like it was kind of because there was nothing to do but watch them shoot the stuff they were shooting. So they would they would put uh, Tom McGuire in there on this fake horse like a test pilot and shoot him in a complete circle. You know, I thought that was like CG or some kind of like movie magic or I had no. It idea was movie they... magic. He was sitting on a robot horse. <laughs> I had no idea they went full on, on you know, Jaws robot horse shark thing there. That's it was funny. amazing to watch you guys. They would put him on there, shoot him around the ring, and it was just, it was amazing to watch them do. You know? So did did I hear that right? You said you're six nine. I am. I am. Uh, good call. Good health and clean living, boys. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Two guys walked into a bar. Don't you think the second one would have ducked? Oh, <laughs> terrible. So did Toby Maguire smell like Axe Body Spray and cigarettes? No, well, he did smoke. But one of the interesting things he did, he smoked, but he also did push-ups. Every time before a scene, he would do about 40 push-ups. What was interesting? Sweat. Yeah, what was interesting about the Spider-Man stuff, I was there when Bruce Campbell shot all his stuff. Uh, macho man Randy Savage hated on one of the there was a PA there was a PA and, and uh, macho man Randy Savage he wasn't tall but he was wide he was as wide as my, I, my my brother Donald and I are pretty tall and and Randy was as wide as us standing shoulder to shoulder Jesus God. yeah and he was he was, you guys, he was he was ripping sweat. And he wasn't doing anything. It was in between. He had to be on roids because he was just, he was pumping sweat like crazy. And he wanted to beat up this PA. And that he was insisting this PA, like this 19-year-old guy, had been looking at his girl. And Raimi keeps telling the kid, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. I'm, you know, and he goes... And he's trying to, to butter up Sam because he wants to keep working. He goes, oh, I will stay by your side, Sam, as long as you need me to. And Sam Raimi finally said, get the hell out of here. I'm trying to keep him from killing you. <laughs> Dude, get out of here. That guy is on roid rage and cocaine. He, he is going to Yeah, He was you you guys sweating, just wall-to-wall -wall sweat. <laughs> wow. That's sweating crazy. and raging. So how tall is your brother? Is he 6'9 as well? My late brother was 6'9 as well. My brother Donald's only 6'6 six, six, and my brother, uh, no, Donald's 6'2 and Steve is 6'6. Six, six. Only. He's <laughs> only 6'2, six, six, <laughs> We are so, yeah, he, he, he hates being around us because everyone makes a big deal. And he'll finally say, you know, 6'2 is pretty impressive in most circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just not this one. Yeah, not the one where <laughs> he gave a whole new meaning to run to the litter. God, it's like growing up in, in the house of uh, of Wookies. It's it's um, it kind of yeah. <laughs> nothing That's in kind the of our jam. We ate everything. 
<laughs> Costco did help my father put foot on the table. As long as there was a Costco card, we were all good. <laughs> no one will get hurt. <laughs> I'm going to go in because it's starting to look like Blair Witch out here. <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, I mean, how has it been for you guys? I mean, Phoenix Comic Con got canceled, you know? Everything yes. got canceled. Every Everything convention. got canceled. Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, we just had the 50th anniversary of Comic Con and then canceled everything, you know? It was a bummer because we were going to go. Phoenix and San Diego. Wow, you were going to do both. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is a lot to- of fun. I really, I really enjoy the Phoenix one. You know, you had a good experience there, huh? I did. I, you know, oh, well, I was there when the uh, when the the fat guy tried to kill the Power Ranger. You remember fat that? Punisher. Fat he Punisher. Was fat Punisher. <laughs> and I seen him walking around, and I remember when when they caught Fat Punisher. Uh, suddenly, the next day, everyone was being wanded, and you know, and and they they really overreacted. They threw a uh, they threw a, a, a nice couple who are selling lightsabers. They threw them out of the convention. Yep, it was a big deal. But I mean, they had they they had a really cute girl as the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman walking around with a real whip. I thought, how did the lightsaber people get bounced and the real whip got in? Right. You know? Well, that's Phoenix for you. They're a little weird. That's backwards. Yeah. <laughs> It was crazy, man. You know what I mean? I mean, because I, I was enjoying the vibe. I, I think uh, I think the, the you guys have so many good shops and everything in the area. It was a really enjoyable convention, you know? Yeah, it's a ton of fun. It's there, a great there's game. a lot of good comic shops here, and there's just a lot of shopping here, period. period. I mean, it just it, – it, I don't know, man. Every time you go around a corner, there's another mall or there's another street mall or there's another like I've never been or or in an area that's like Phoenix area where there's so much shopping here. And I think it is has a lot to do with uh, the snowbirds. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Interesting. What's the name of that great comic shop slash music store? Zia? Yeah, I love Zia. Zia Records is amazing, you know? <laughs> they had the coolest booth. I thought by far they had the coolest booth in Phoenix the last time I did it, you know? They usually do have a nice booth. I have a nice booth. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's men with the purest of heart, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we also have a lot of famous people that live around here as well, and I think that helps with a lot of the shopping, a lot of the areas, a lot of, you know, Alice Cooper lives here, Todd McFarlane lives here. Yeah, I was um, going to say, so Todd McFarlane still lives in the... We were debating that during that documentary. Todd is still in Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lives outside. He, he lives what? I'm sorry. Right outside of Phoenix and Ahwatukee. Does he still? Does his brother still run the Spider's Web comic shop? Is that still around? Mm-hmm. He used to have a great comic shop back in the nineties. You know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, where he would, he would, I think he would stamp his Spider-Man books with the red spider stamp, and then he would sign them, and you would get your 
um, certificate certificate of authenticity. And they would would he really? That, see, that's really cool. What? He's a good dude. You know, he's a really good dude. I talked to him. I talked to him when I was doing my when I on my second book. I was at some event. Stanley was getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and the crowd there only knew Stan Lee from his movie cameos. <laughs> and it was painful to me because they didn't know who Todd McFarlane was. So McFarlane and I, and by the way. McFarlane had one of his daughters with him and she looked just like one of his drawings. I was really impressed, you know? What was your second book about? My second book was on The Incredible Hulk. Oh, nice. I did a two-pound book called You Wouldn't Like Me When I'm Angry, A Hulk Companion. Stan Lee's in it, Herb Trimpey, Lou Frigno, you know, and about 100 people who worked on the show. And a lot of... And about a, about 30 people who worked on the comic book, including Peter David, you know? What was that like, making, writing that and getting them? So you got to meet all these people. I mean, like... I sure did. Like yeah, I know. Cool. And Herb well, Trimpey's a cool dude. Herb Trimpey was amazing. I'm in my office, in my office, on my office wall, I have a Herb Trimpey Incredible Hulk he did for me, you know? Pencil so and ink. Cool. He was just, just felt like doing it and gave me one... There's a picture of him drawing it in the book. To me, the, the, the most exciting part is to meet a, to meet a Stan Lee. Uh, with Stan, I'd interviewed him several times. And he told uh, Stan, I'm in a book called Stanley Conversations, where Stanley gave the writer, the, the professor who wrote it, 10 of his favorite interviews. And my college interview was one of them that he thought was his most important interviews, you know? Oh, wow. There's the, uh, that's the stamp. That's from his brother's shop, that little red stamp right there. Wow. Do a close-up so people at home can see. That's cool. Yeah. That's from the shop, and then... It looks like he spilled grape jam on it, or cherry jam on it, is what it looks like. So what... what <laughs> you, you know think? what? Don't be a hater. He, he got a signed <laughs> out of McFarland. Oh, uh -huh. Boy, that's man. beautiful. <laughs> That's so what do you beautiful. think you did that, that made St that your interview with Stanley stood out to him so much? I think you know what I mean. I mean, a lot of articles they tended to, a lot of interviews with him tended to come in with pre-existing notions, and they would ask about this and they would ask about that, and and they would they would get the same questions answered that people always had answered. And that's boring. I mean. Yeah, that's all. He would he would be stuck retelling some of the same stories. I want to know how he got Marvel going, but I also want to know when you get Stan Lee talking about. My old college instructor used to tell me, if you're going to ask a heavy question, ask about something late first. So I ended up talking to Stan about his dogs, you know, and he he had a tiny he had, he used to love Dobermans. Stan had a lot of Dobermans. And he had like a tiny chihuahua he named uh, Ajax. He goes, because he was the littlest, I named him after a god. <laughs> and <laughs> he would start talking, you get Stan talking about Lee, I mean, uh, he is Lee, um, but you get him talking about Ditko and Kirby and working with them. And he would give a completely, getting him talking about them in a, in a very human way. I mean, when you talk to guys like Romina Sr. and Gil Kane, both of whom I did, and Gene Cullen, 
they they will always tell you that the the classic the Stan Lee is like the the John Lennon Paul McCartney. People are always trying to give the artists credit, but when you look at Kirby's work, he was never better than when he worked with Lee. I mean, you, you know, he, he had some interesting stuff, but there was really there was really no human element after a point. You know what I mean? I mean, the new the new God stuff didn't catch on until you had guys like Roger Stern and John Byrne taking Kirby's ideas and bringing them back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, hundred percent. You know, and but, but when you look at Stan Lee's characters, he was he was very big on the on the soap opera element. He would he would tell you the soap opera. He goes, "You can't just do a seventeen page fight scene like they're doing today, where they're just throwing cars at each other for seventeen pages. You got to have the worried mother figure. You got to have the worried girlfriend. You got to have the you know he the just real remembered life factor to it. Yes, yeah, and. When you look at what they've done without Stan, I mean, this is one reason Marvel and DC are in trouble. Stan Lee invented the splash page. That was a Stan Lee concept where you would pick up right where the cliffhanger was and, you know, you'd see, oh, Spider-Man's in deep S, you know, the shocker's holding him over the building or something. And nowadays, when Marvel was taken over by everyone who thought they were smarter than Stan, you know what, since like the late 90s, early 2000s, do you know what the splash page on a Marvel book is now? What's... It's three paragraphs of ugly, solid text. <laughs> Telling you everything that happened in the issue before. Ugly, ugly text. Look at any recent Marvel book. It's, it's always a black page with white lettering. And it's, it's just thick and stupid and boring, you know? Well, I mean, there's very few... And this has been a problem, I think, personally with me with Marvel for a while now, is that there hasn't been a lot of good writers. You know, Donny Kate is one of the refreshing writers of Marvel right now. And, and mm-hmm. there's so many Marvel writers out there that have been it, making these stories fall flat. Even, even trying to redo these great stories, they're falling flat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and... And then, by the way, and while falling flat while doing the umpty ump death of Phoenix, they expect you to pay five bucks for you know for seventeen page regurgitation of a story John Byrne and Chris Claremont had done right forty years ago. You know what I mean? I mean, the, now they want five dollars, and out of that, they'll take seven pages of the original run and stretch it out to seventeen. It's lugubrious. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. agree. I totally it, agree. Yeah, because it's, it's re- and I think that's a re- the really hard part about comics right now is 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 it's hard to you know old comics the story just continued. Yes, and it was just it was just stories. It was just now it's like it seems like what happens is is they're really good for like four issues and that's about as far as they can go with it. And then it kind and then of they're the wad. Yeah, yeah. They, and I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's because, like you said, all the stories have been told, or it's just it's. There's only so many concepts that you can make, and that you can mold only so many concepts. Well, yeah, but I, I don't think that's possible. I guess you're looking at fifty-year-old franchises. These are fifty-year-old characters, and. If you've got a writer who is bound and determined to retell a story John Byrne had covered much better a hundred years ago, you're going to get that sort of garbage. 
But mm-hmm. to me, it's looking at something like the Immortal Hulk, where you've got somebody with an interesting new take on it, you know? Yes. Well, I think that there's... Well, Donnie Cates, I think he plays a lot to the older style, so that's why he works right now. He's also... He's taken... Um, the silver surfer black and he you know he made that whole basis and now he's uh worked on venom and he's now doing thor and he's making this bigger universe in a crossover long story where at one point he's already said it's all going to come together and that's exactly what they did back in the day i also think a big part of today's problems as far as um new TV shows, new movies, new comic books, new writing, new stories. We pin these guys into cubicles and expect them to produce this amazing, you know, work where they don't get out. Like get, you want to, you want to give them fresh new ideas, get them out of the cubicle, send that guy for a week to the grand Canyon to go hike his ass around up and down the Hills. And I guarantee you, he's going to come out with some new stories and he's going to be like, Hey, you know what? I was out of that cubicle and look at look at how my brain started to work. I had the best ideas back in the shower. In, yeah, back in the sixties. I'll bet you do. Back in the sixties, you know, and and that time there was a lot more getting out. There was a lot more going on family vacations. People weren't so worried about money. People weren't inundated with just the technology and the production and they gotta live, gotta make money to live and they had more chance back then to get out and and experience more life and create new creativity and ideas through that. And I think it's a big part of what we miss today. Well, I think one of the things that Sam Lee talked about, I remember during that time when he was doing, when he was taking the train to and from Long Island and everything else, Sam Lee said the continuation, the continuing stories was because he had to get the artist drawing something, and he said he realized if he went this if, if the stories were continued over like two or three issue arcs, he would be good with the writer in term as an artist without having to think of a new. The artist would know the situation and be able to you know okay Iron Man's fighting Namor da 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 da. He wouldn't have to reboot from page one you know and by by. He said that the the whole he said he was saved multiple times by the continuing storylines like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a laziness in modern comics that you didn't used to have. I, I think that's why the indies are so interesting because you have you know you have Marvel and DC and I mean New Fifty Two was garbage, you know. Some of it. I have to know what, so what title are you going to die on for New 52? Batman, I, hands down. Batman, one of the best Batman stories is the New 52. Yep. Scott are you talking Snyder, about the League of the, the Owls thing, right? The Court of Owls, the yes. the stuff, the do stuff with the Joker, Scott Snyder. Yeah, Scott Snyder's work in New 52. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Yes. Okay, all right. I, I, will, I will run up that hill shooting every time. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of those stories just didn't work, you know. And and you're you're right with a lot of the new Fifty Two. But Batman is probably it was probably some of the best storytelling 
that we had in years. Wow. If you if you haven't read the Scott Snyder Batman run, go buy a couple of the trades and give it another try with a whole new attitude. And oh, okay. you won't you will not be sorry. And the New Fifty Two re and in, in, gave life again to Aquaman. They made Aquaman relevant again instead of just being a joke guy who talks oh, to fish. Oh, he kinda... Okay, you you just brought some. That was the uh, that was the Jeff Johns running Aquaman, right? Yes. Jeff, yes, I believe Jeff Johns was doing New 52 Aquaman. Yeah. That was great. Okay, and Ab Milton Landing, I think, wrote some of it as well. You know, you're right. Uh, that, that was, uh, again, yeah, that, uh, that, that was amazing. They brought him back like that. Okay, all right, well, yeah, you, you made a good defense. But I agree, like, they, just, they, they mutilated Teen Titans in the New 52. They completely took a great group of people and they just wrecked it i know they did it with and it felt forced it wasn't just wrecked it just felt forced and then beyond it was hard um there but there's a few good stories that came out of the new 52 i thought the john semper run on cyborg was pretty good where they 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 said in michigan i thought john semper did a good job there you know so what what so are you are you currently reading? Do you still go to your LCS on Wednesday? Are you still doing the um, the the full shopping on on your at your LCS or ha, what are you reading now or are you? Oh, I you know what? There's certain titles I, I I love Immortal Hulk. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean I've been enjoying. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a great one. It's, it's an amazing reinterpreting it as a horror comic. That was really great. You know. And uh, I've been, I have, again, since COVID, uh, we have a place out here called Frankenstein's, which is like a giant, it's like a giant flea market. I usually mm-hmm. take my nephews, but I haven't seen them since COVID. I mean, uh, you know, we're all isolating from each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's seven and nine and 11. And, and, and it's just, I feel bad because I haven't that's seen them since. Yeah, that's when I usually get my books is the, uh, I'm buying them theirs and then I'll pick some, some stuff for myself. Um, I, again, I went by a shop today. I, I had a business meeting today. So I stopped in a shop on the way to catch a train and I hadn't been in the shop in a while and the shop was completely empty. And, you know, I, I talked to the clerk and he was talking about how it's a hard time. He, he said they were happily surprised to still be in business. And that's scary. I, I hate that the dealers are the ones paying. You know, yeah. It really is scary. But I mean, you know, I got to be honest. I go to my local, I don't leave her the house very much because of this. You shouldn't. I, rarely, yeah. I go to the, like, I go to the comic book store about once a month. I've gone about once a month through this. The only problem is when I get through, there's a stack like this of comic books. <laughs> the only problem with it, you're like, it really makes you realize how many comic books you buy when you buy it monthly. When you buy it weekly, you're like, okay, there's a few comics here. That's not bad. Up, oh, this is my eight dollar week. Up, oh, this is my twenty five dollar wow. week. Then you get all of them. They're like ninety one twenty. You're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, see for for, for me, my um, I don't I don't get them on a weekly monthly basis. I always grab I always grab what looks interesting. You know what I mean? That's how I kind of got. 
I liked Alterna. Alterna does an indie book called Tinseltown that I think is really good. About uh, uh, it's a woman, it's a female cop in the early days of a Universal Studios type studio, and it's I just I dig that because it's set in 1915. It's well drawn. They, they get a lot of the period details right. I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. Nice. Um, the the superhero stuff again, uh, Mortal Hulk. And I, I love, I'll read anything Nick Spencer writes. And I think I've been enjoying his Spider-Man run. He did, um, he did, I thought was the best, most underrated Spider-Man book, which did you ever read Deadly Foes of Spider-Man? Yes. Have, yeah, I've read a few. And it's, the, it's all these D-list Marvel characters and they're living together and it's not really a superhero comic. It's a bunch it's, of, it's a, it's a situational it's comedy with a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of losers are in the, and in the apartment, and they all blame Spider-Man for wrecking their life. But it has nothing to do with superheroes or villains. That Spencer could write like Hallie, and Steve Stephen Lieber is a great artist. I really enjoyed his run on you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does have some great. I art. did enjoy the Kelly Pose of Spider-Man. I, I I got I just got a kick out of it. It was a fun. It was a that was a fun. It was just a fun read. What do you read? You, you mentioned you have, if you have ninety one dollar re if you have ninety one dollar weeks, you probably have a hell of a poll list. What are the I, best things in your poll list? Beyond, and then you guys tell me what you're reading. Flash. I get Flash. I get Batman, Detective Comics, Teen Titan, Batman Beyond. But what I did, the reason mine is expensive is because I like variant covers, and I like certain artists. So, like, on my poll list, I say, if this person drew the cover, I don't care what book it is, put it in my poll list. And it's like, there's, like, five different artists that I love. So, when I get these books, I get a lot of books that I actually don't read. But just because I love the artist, I get the books. Just to cover, Who's your like, favorite artist? Who's, who's number one on that list? What, what artist doing a varying cover will you always buy? Raphael Albuquerque. Wow. And it's wow, just, there's, really? is there something about him with his dark, with his, the he makes, it, it's like the way he draws it and it, everything's always a little dark. Like, and I'm not talking dark, like isn't hard to see, but like dark is in kind of like evilish. And there's just something about the way his, it, it, it smears and the, it's there's just something about him that it just, I love the way he, I love the way he can put lines on the paper. There's just something about it. Oh, wait, that's that's interesting. That's honest. Uh, that's how I feel about guys like like uh, Humberto Ramos and Tim Sell. You know? Yes, um, Humberto. He's a really nice guy. He doesn't speak English, so it's hard to talk to him. But uh-huh. a, have you ever met him? Met him once in Emerald City, and then we were doing coffee in the Pro Lounge, and I just. And when I saw his name tag, you're thinking all you can think of was the the big hands on Spider-Man or the really dexterous fingers. He did a great job. He took an established character, made it his own. You know, he's a very gracious person. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I met him at San Diego Comic Con, like what, like five years ago, Matt? Uh, ago? Yeah, something like that. And I went up and I was like, I, I love your art. I this this you know this is great. You know, thank you for you know. And I talked to him and. I th- he's kind of through an interpreter. He kind of understood, kind of, not, but you could tell he was a very gracious person. No, it's good to know. It's good, uh, you know what? Wow, 
Because yeah. I, I felt that way about Romita Sr. I, I interviewed, when I, one of my first interviews ever was John Romita Sr. And I, thought, I didn't know I'd run into him. So I'm doing the whole interview at the top of my head. And he was one of the most gracious cats I'd ever met, you know? Junior's the same way, though. Well, look who raised him, the greatest artist in comics. <laughs> he got stuck in this style that's that's single-handedly killing him. Once he drew kick-ass, he can't outdraw that. But, you know, talking yeah, to him. That blocky probably, style. He can't get out of that blocky face. the nicest guy. So, like, you know, he did, he did the 9-11 Spider-Man book. Yeah, I have, I have problems with that, but it's strictly in Straczynski, not Romita Jr. <laughs> if you give it to him, he there's this, he will do this certain Spider-Man sketch, and Straczynski will do a um, New York outline on the cover because it's a black cover. But when he sits down and, and when he talks about this book, the emotion that he has in it and the excitement that he has letting you know how much it meant for him to, to draw this book. Wow. It was, it was awesome. Just, you know, and I love artists and writers that take a second to just enjoy that. You are standing there saying, thank you. Cause there's a lot of artists and writers that go next, next, the, the least, uh, I've noticed a lot of the least gracious ones tend to fall away. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but we know that one fellow who did that one book about that one hero who became kind of a, you know what I mean? I mean you know, a movie icon. Yeah, you couldn't possibly be talking about our good friend Rob Liefeld, would you? <laughs> No, you know what? Actually, the thing is, Rob is from my area. Rob is from uh, the Inland Empire over here. Rob used to, you know, every time I've seen Rob, and Rob will slip into like a shop or something or come by Frankenstein's, he's a total mensch. And I'm, I'm always shocked when people beat up on him online because I'm thinking, guilty. That's not the guilty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're shame on you. I mean, every time I've seen him, he's been personable to the kids and stuff, and a, a vuncular, a very nice guy. But no, outside I was thinking, of the kids, he's an ass. We've got a t-shirt of him that said we were blocked by Liefeld because he blocked us on Twitter. We turned it into a t-shirt. Yeah, but you were attacking him, right? I'm assuming you were attacking him. All I said was that his work sucked. That's it. <laughs> gosh, gosh, the shame on him for misinterpreting that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a little bit harsher than that, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, once you point out that Spider-Man has dog legs, I'm sure he's not going to want to hear any more about it. Why do your feet look like a tied end of the water balloon, Rob Liefeld? You know, I I just, because I've seen, the, and like I told you, when I saw McFarland at that Stan Lee thing, I was just quietly talking to him because the crowd didn't know who the hell he was. And I thought, what a terrible world where people who only want to talk to Stan Lee about his movie appearances I'm the only one and don't want to talk to Tom McFarlane at all. I mean, That's that blew my mind. You know who's really cool to talk to is Todd, Todd McFarlane's wife. Really? Oh, she's amazing. It's, 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 we, the last signing that he did, we had the opportunity to, we, it was, it was kind of cool. It was at a, it's called the Alamo Draft House. So it's like a bar slash movie, movie theater. So right, we, were right. sitting, we were sitting at the bar. We had just done a signing. We were standing in line. You know, it was awesome. Chad was like fifth in line. And so we got to walk in and we got to do this signing with Todd. And we were sitting at the bar. And I was having 
some bullet and uh oh, gotta work that sponsor <laughs> and we were uh sitting and his wife came came up and it, it was so I, I actually walked over and asked her if she would sign my my number one my spawn oh. number one and then because, she came over and started talking to us and telling us because she story. is uh she was the editor right right for the first three for the first three. So it, well, you also got to remember, you also got to remember her and Todd are Canadians. And Canadians are the nicest people on earth. They you know? really are. They truly are. That's not true. Are. That is such oh, a Oh, they are. No way they are. Canadians right? are the nicest people on earth. I'm going to go on the record on this. I've Unless never you wear shoes in their house. If you go into their yeah, house without well, taking your shoes off, they're nasty people. Were you in Todd McFarlane's house with them without taking no, your shoes? No, but we have a, a, a comic book creator friend who's Canadian, and he was telling me at Comic-Con one year that it is frowned upon in the Canadian culture to wear your shoes in the house. They won't, they won't say anything to you. They'll be nice, but they're going to talk to you and call you a piece of trash behind your back because you wore shoes in their house. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed uh, Canadian, uh, Canadians express disapproval by frowning. <laughs> I've never understood how how I, especially growing up in Michigan like you, I've never understood how this nation of gizmos could be next to our nation of gremlins. You know, <laughs> you know, I've honestly I, I, probably run into more Canadians living in Arizona than I ever did living in Michigan. A lot of Canadians it, it, have summer homes here. Yeah, especially like oh, being, oh, winter, winter homes. I'm sorry, winter homes. Winter Especially being close to like Windsor and all that, you'd think you'd meet a, a ton of them in the Detroit area, but I've met more Canadians out here than I ever did back Chad in Detroit. Chad and I, I, yeah. I used to do construction. Chad does construction, and we were, we were service people. He still is. So we did a lot of where you had to go to people's homes to fix their electrical problems. I go to their home and I service people. And I tell you right now that it, it's, it's true. Canadian people are the kindest people they're the ones that always tipped they're the only they're the only ones that were super gracious that you were there like one time i was talking i was like oh i'd love to live here and it was right by the canada border he's like my son owns this and my daughter owns this move there and i'll get you a job with my son's business he's an electrician too Oh, my daughter owns a restaurant. Oh, your wife can go work there. Like, they had met me for five minutes, and they're already helping me move to like, like, you know, the Great Northwest. You know what I mean? Like, I think he froze, Kyle. God damn it! Good story though. I appreciate it. Awesome. But it was it was just cool. I had met these Canadians for like five minutes. I was I was fixing a something stupid that I like. A person who's installing electrical devices who shouldn't be doing it, um, you know. And I was fixing it, and I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about this," and they were so gracious about it. <laughs> They're really nice people and, and forthcoming, and then you make friends. Now, if you're in the same business as them, and they're either your maybe bosses or, or coworkers. In the end, they will cut your fucking throat and roll you in front of a boss over every chance they get. Fucking friends to the north. Fuck the north. Don't say that about America's hat. I'll build a fucking wall up there too. Fuck them. Fucking take that back. (laughs) Well, that was a great interview with Pat. I hope he comes back because that was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, yeah I wanted to get into him a little bit more about his book. I mean, he did a book on with the the end all be all of comic book makers. I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah, he did. Uh, he did a companion book for a Buck Rogers in the twenty first century as well. I was going to ask him about that. Uh, and he also is credited for the rock stinks or Stifler stinks. Yeah. He's also Christ. credited for uh, naming the Drew Barrymore movie Poison Ivy. I wanted to know how that came about. Oh, so. I can't. I had hold no on, Drew Barrymore. Hold on. I had no idea that dude was six nine, man. I want to know what his vertical leap is. It was is. hard to tell because he was in the fucking goddamn Blair Witch Project. <laughs> dude is huge, man. I want to know what his vertical leap is. My little brother is six two. Hell, that's a that's still a big dude. My son's taller than that. He's a big dude though. Yeah, yeah. luscious Peruvian. Uh, poisonous caterpillar too. <laughs> My mustache. <Canadian> <laughs> they're so nice, but they're so high on coke. It's crazy. Thanks, Ford. <laughs> That's. I hope he comes back, dude. He just. He's like, you know what? My hours fucking up. Fuck you guys. He's like, I'm sick and tired of hearing about this guy's fucking Canada story. I'm out of here. S- send me the what? bill, losers, and just disconnect. What a cool guy. It was good. Pat, and and I, was you- though. I didn't know that he was so in tune to the comic community that we were going to talk comics with him. Right? I had uh, no idea. And when he started, he started going fucking balls deep in comic, I was like, I like the cut of this guy's jib. Yeah. He was in, like Grizzle Gitch said, he was in Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Yeah, so. bitches. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully and if back. you live up north and you play hockey or you grow up playing hockey, the Canadian teams come down and they beat the shit out of you. You're not as fast, you're not as big, and you're not as good as the Canadians, and they will fucking hey. stomp your ass into a pattern that's not they what i hear i hear down. If, if you learn anything from letter can you learn that the teams come up from the states to play exhibition games in canada and they stomp the shit out of the canadians because that they come from true. all over the united hey, states to play instead of just the providence the na- with the canadians get the native flu that's all <laughs> they, i know they do get the native flu <laughs> they don't want to play the native team Peter Patter. hey i'm gonna show you something don't be jealous. Ah, bitches! Still touching it up with your dick beaters, huh? I love touching it with my dick beaters. It's like my Quit. second favorite thing to do besides actually touching the dick. Quit finger banging my book with your dick beaters, damn it. Fucking it. Leave me alone and continue. Sooner or later, you're going to need to sell that to me. I think, uh, I, I think we offended him with our Rob Liefeld talk. I'm but look, I, if you didn't get your stuff all over it. Welcome to a one. It, there's an original sketch. No. Again, for the second time, the very first drawing done of the guys as a group. This one started it all. <laughs> Gosh, I bet you Chad wishes he had this like, drawing. <laughs> Grizzle Geek just said Liefeld called him and told him to drop. <laughs> He's like, get out of that I interview now. Those absolute guys. Yeah. End that shit yeah. now. We block. I blocked those fuckers. Yep. I love how they have um, like on those early like in Turtle Soup and on the first prints and shit they had like a beak almost like a they're so fucking funny right. looking on their mouth they were, they, they were like this 
Kyle just dropped an elbow on his on his can- whole podcasting setup. What the fuck just fell? Like Kyle just drops the atomic elbow on everything. Yeah, they were like this. Beak, 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 beak. Oh, totally. <laughs> beak, 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 huh? <laughs> beak, 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 beak. Hey, the fuck are you talking to those guys for? I'm fucking Rob Liefeld. Hang up yeah. the phone. Yep. Get out of the Blair Witch Project. How many, awesome. you're How many people idiot. remember the Liefeld 501 Jeans commercial? I, I do. I do. Yeah. We've played it on the show. Awesome. So fucking funny. You know what, though? You know, the one thing I gave the Rob Liefeld 501 Jeans came to me and said, be a whore. I said, what What pair would you like me to wear? Yeah, fuck. I'll sign that all day. All right. What are Just saying. I mean... Where is our buddy Pat? I just like Come how he back, brags Pat. about not having any formal art training. And then you understand why he draws muscles on top of muscles and pouches on everything. And his balloon, his feet look like balloons tied off at the end. Pouches are pretty convenient, though. If you have pouches, I'll have to say you do use them. Especially if you're, if you're pouches, a mark. They're a shit. <laughs> If you're a merc, there's a chance you're gonna have a couple pouches on your on your <laughs> jeans and on your shirt and on your fucking <laughs> Pat, old Pat, Pat, please come back to the show, Pat. Cannot Where have you gone? You also got to look at, at McFarlane in the '90s. A lot of his shit was very um, badass. Pouchy. Shut the fuck, shut the fuck up, badass. He, yeah, it is badass, but he has quite a few pouches on his shit. Of this fucking podcast, <laughs> Todd McFarlane. You, you sucks. tread lightly when you talk about Todd McFarlane, sir. Hey, I love me Todd McFarlane. I know, me too. We sh- we fangirled out, both of us. Yeah, and talking to his wife, man, I'll I'll never forget that. She is by far one of the coolest fucking people I have ever met in my life. In my fucking life, man, she was awesome. From the wife's perspective, because you know it's it's just awesome how much different the wife sees it than the husband. Right, and she laughed the whole time telling the story. She was like, "Oh, I got another one. I got another one." Let me tell you about the time Todd forgot his friggin' shoes, shoes and flew to <laughs> California without any shoes. Oh, I just get some. I get there. Yeah. How do you, Can you imagine being plane so with no shoes so late that you don't even wear shoes? I'm Todd McFarlane. I'm going to wear fucking shoes on this Southwest flight. Fuck you. I'm running late, bitches. Right. And then he never even got a pair and came home without any shoes. Like, did a whole trip all the way to California without any fucking Socks are good. You're not going to catch any of those weird L.A. germs. What a stud. Are you trying to get a hold of Pat? No. You're correct, Ford. Spawn is the shit. Spawn is that ultimate book that's just, it's always cool. And it's still cool. He's still putting them out. There's still fuck, dude. The next cover to Spawn is fucking dope. Have you seen the sketch? Oh, yeah. And they're going back to, um, they're bringing back all the uh, gunslinger. Yes, they are. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Dude, that fucking top hat. Oh, dude, I in the fucking the tra- Oh, dude, I can't wait. Dude, it, looks good. it looks yeah. good. 
so fucking excited for that. It's 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 gonna be great. I don't think he's coming back, boys. Pat said, "Fuck you, absolute geek." Uh, I know Arizona he did. He said, "Fuck yeah, you." He said, "Fuck he you, Arizona fucks." He was. I was fucking enamored with just listening. That guy was hot on knowledge too. He was like, "Oh no!" And and you know, he knew artists and he knew freaking. Blew me away. Writing, I, and he knew. I mean, covers and I. Fuck! I didn't not expect that out of him at all. Well, like, well, that was kind of awesome. <laughs> like he was like he just came out and he's like, you know what, bitches? I know about comics. Listen yeah. to this. And I was like, this isn't going to be a boring he's, interview at all. He's like, awesome. he's like, time to get educated, nerds. Let's go. Yeah. You, know? you want to talk about comics? Okay, let, let's fucking, let's nerd out, bitches. Right. right. Like, I, fuck, man. I just started listening. I was just like, damn, questions? I got questions, but shit, I'm just going to listen to this guy talk and grab some. I'm going to take the cotton out of my ears and shove it in my mouth and pay the fuck attention for once. Right? This guy's dropping some fucking. Pat needs to be a regular knowledge. Pat would be a great six foot nine addition to this show. Absolutely. I will, if the next con, I'll be looking for him. And it sounds like he's quite I the regular. I didn't even see him at that con, but you know what? To be fair, I was there, but I don't go up to the, to the that, where all the artists or where all the uh, actors are. Celebrities. I don't, I don't go up. I don't Hall go up to them heroes. because I don't make that kind of, I didn't make that kind of money. I don't make that kind of money to pay for celebrities. Well, and you don't have the podcast bucks like like Matt does. I mean, True. Matt Peru's up in there, but where, you know, where are us, you getting this information lowly, from? Us lowly uh, backs backup team, backup singers for the uh, you guys are the second string, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, if there was any money being made, man, all I, all I know is I'm the sixth man. When Matt's tired, that's when Kyle comes in. <laughs> <laughs> if there was any money being made, you know Kyle. Kyle would make it known that he needs to be getting paid. I'm not. I got the podcast box, bitches. Fuck yeah. you guys. Keep working for free. When I go to the con, that's where I go. Is straight to the celebrity area because holla, I'll make it rain, bitches. That's right. Podcast bucks. You've been talking to Corbin too much. <laughs> I hope I hope I hope Ford in chat isn't uh, mad about this, but here is the spawn cake he was talking about in chat. That's dope. Tell me that's not the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen in your whole You're a fucking liar. Thank cool. you for sharing that Ford. I appreciate I honestly from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. Well, I text Pat. Um, I have not turned back from him yet, so I don't know if he's coming back. It's all right, man. He, you know what? He was on for over an hour. He did an he hour. Awesome. He did. We didn't have to talk. I, I, I'm just bummed we didn't get to promote whatever he wanted to promote. Yeah. It's the only well, hopefully he can come back on at some point. Yeah, we can work on. I can definitely work on getting we, it back we on. Totally did because I'm so bummed we don't get to promote what he wants to promote. Google to him. Find his books, everybody. Please, please, please. To be fair, to please, to be fair, to be fair <laughs> please find his books because you know what? 
he came in and he knocked it out of the park. The, the least we can do is find his books. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know that his second book is fucking? This guy got to interview fucking Ramita Senior, Stan Lee, Herb uh, Trimpey. Dude, like I'm filling the cup just thinking about what this guy got to do. God damn you, Pat! I can just smell the essence of Stan by proxy. Dude, I bet you Pat smells so good because he got to interview all those people. I bet you his fucking comic smell is so well, good. Well, he's so goddamn tall, you wouldn't be able to smell him anyway. Like it's, Dude, it's all right though, because I don't I wouldn't mind. Oh, you're gonna be smelling his sweaty ball sack because that's about where you're at with that. I'm six two. I'm not smelling his ball sack. I'm looking at his chin, but that's all right. He's resting his chin on your head. So little boy. <laughs> oh so man. So what do you guys think about this DC layoff stuff? It sucks. So I heard rumors that they're going to only digital. Is that true? I haven't heard about anything about going only digital, but they fucking wrecked shop and cleaned house. They did. I I just don't see other than fuck, man. What are the what are they gonna do? They're gonna turn around and sell it to Disney. I what what is what the fuck is AT and T doing? Like Jesus Christ, your phone, your phone service sucks. Now you're crashing movies. Now you're gonna crash the. See, it wasn't their, and it wasn't the like fuck? their movie division either. It's all it was all their comic stuff. I know the, it, the last just, big, like really the last big like name that's still there is Jim Lee. Everyone else is still be there, motherfucking ATT, or we're gonna have some fucking words. So how could they just come in? This is this is what befuddles me. How how they could start laying all these guys off and, and tell them, nah, it's not worth it. We're not gonna do it. We're whatever. You know what? There's um, a the cleaning house out there that deserve to be laid off. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's a few guys that they that it's worth being like Dude, I'm sorry. And right before DC fandom too. Right before right, their big that's fandom. What I don't get right before DC fandom. They got some of the hottest books on the market right now with Robin King and with you know Which all of that. Shit. So they've got money coming in. They've got a shit ton of books that are. I mean, dude, they just announced they're, they're canceling Teen Titans. Yep. They just announced they're canceling five different titles. They're right? Canceling a lot of titles. Yes. Teen Titans is in the fucking like the the freaking top ten for off and on for the last couple weeks. You know, it just Teen Titans. Get it, man. I don't get the play. Teen Titans hasn't been. Teen Damien has been. No, that Teen Titans uh, first appearance of the Robin King and all that shit is. But that's not a Teen Titans book. Yeah, it is. I didn't think it was a Teen Titans. Book. No, the Robin King is not a Teen Titans book. Uh-uh. The first appearance? No, the fir- it was in uh, it was in a one-off Batman um, yeah. Dark Knights book. Mm. Yes, sir. All I I'll know pull. is, hey, we got we got Brian here. Brian, Brian can answer our question. What's up? Where the fuck is McClay? The podcast <laughs> wants to know. That's hilarious. Dude, that he was awesome. Totally just asked that and you popped dude, on. Dude, it was that perfect. Was dude. Fucking perfect. He nailed it, man. Wow. 
Wow, that was bad. COVID fucking nailed it, dude. Good job, buddy. Big shout Legends, out to man. Legends of the Dark Knight is the first appearance of Robin King. Interview. That guy, Pat, was a fucking super hardcore comic book nerd. Really? I'm, I'm he sorry. Interviewed you... Stan Lee. He interviewed him, Herb Trimpey. He interviewed everybody who's anybody. He interviewed for his second book. Wow. You you are correct. The Robin and then he froze and left. That one, I I misspoke, and that's my bad. I actually meant uh, the Batman who laughs. The oh, first yes. appearance that's, of the Batman who Titans. laughs is in that Teen Titans, yes. and that's, that's forty four though. But that was that was what that was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, but it's been on the top ten off and on for like the last two weeks. Yeah, two three weeks now because of so, the because of the. Yeah, that's what I don't get. How can DC be having all these breakout new fucking books and then they're like, yeah, we're going to lay everybody because off. The people who are in control are not paying attention to what's really going on. That is what it is. They don't really, they're not really paying. I mean, there's some of the titles. Yes, I agree with them. There's a little, there's a little fat that needs to be cut. But you know what, though? Teen Titans is one of those titles that only us Teen Titans fans buy. People don't – people want Teen Titans 44, but the Teen Titans run, people aren't clamoring for it. People have never – That is true. Even, even in the 52, even in the Rebirth, it's not – it's one of those ones that if you love Teen Titans, that's just something you buy. Like I – Sure. I like Teen – but you know what, though? Teen Titans has been lackluster, but it's one of those titles that I like. So it I can, has. That's, I, a, that's totally a fair statement. Yeah. So how was the hot 10, Brian? You want me to go over it? Please, sir, go over it. Well, hold All on. Right. A little bit more about the DC stuff here. Oh, wait. We're going to talk more about BC, DC, Brian. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they did all that. They're getting, they pretty much said they're getting away. They're, Jim Lee came out and said they're doing away with DC Universe. That's gone. It's, all that content's going to go to HBO Max. The problem with this is... Is that is that too horrible, though? No, no. The problem what? with the, this is that D, DC does this all the time. Not, not massive layoffs, but every time they reboot, they did the same thing, Kyle, if you remember, with Rebirth. We're going to reboot. We're, gonna, we're only going to have 10 titles to start with. We're only going to do 10 titles. Your, your main heroes, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, those big titles. And we're not going to expand. And then over time, they're like, well, we're going to expand. And they put on all these books... And they like overextend themselves and they don't sell. So then they're canceling books and it's like they're in trouble. All I know is James Tinian is a breath of fresh air for DC. So they need to do whatever they need to do to keep that dude. Here's what I don't get. So if they cancel, they keep telling and saying all this, oh, we're going to digital, we're going to stop printing, we're going to stop doing all that, which, if they do that, that's just, that's the end of DC. It'll fucking kill them. I don't think they're yeah. going to full digital, but it's a rumor that they're going to full digital. But why okay, would they so go why full they, digital? Why would they shut down DCU app where all the books are, are at, and then push everything onto uh, HBO Max as far as shows. Now, what are they going to, sh- are they going to keep the books on the DCU app? Are they going to shut they're down the app and start a whole new one? But I why, think they're going to have to keep them on the DC app. Why would you go full digital after making that big stink about changing public, about changing uh, printers? 
You did all that stuff about leaving Diamond. You made all that big stink about leaving Diamond. Why would you do that only to go digital? It's good publicity, no matter what it is. And that's what it boils down to. I don't know. I just think... Whatever keeps you talking about X brand is good. So it doesn't matter if it's going to digital, if it's we're switching printers, we're doing whatever. As long as people are talking about you, that's what people want. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Amazon come throwing out money at DC to buy their comic line. Yeah, I, 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 you see exactly what I see. That's Apple. what I think is happening. You see I Apple. Apple or Amazon, though. Yeah. I think, but I don't think they're going after it. Well, I think they're trimming the fat to make it more more you know, mouth-watering for some of these companies, for a company to swoop in and, and buy them up from AT&T and, and Warner Brothers. A.K.A. Disney. No, I don't think it'll no, be Disney, exactly but I think it'll be... I think it'll be Apple because Apple wants to get into that market and they want to start making movies. I just don't see Apple buying DC. They could do it. it. Amazon could do it. Because I think Apple, especially, I could see them saying, you know what? No more physical copies. I could see Apple saying and doing something like that. Because they were in talks to try to buy Sony for a long time. So what, what better way to jump in the game than to buy DC and the, those, those movie rights and come out with some kick-ass movies. Well, you know? Sprint and T-Mobile just joined and they're taking all of AT&T's shitty business. So why not just take their comic book line as well? <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's, it's, but you know, Jim Lee's still there. So at least there's someone with their head on their shoulders still writing that ship. Is he still there or is he just still there in name only because they demoted his ass? No, he's still there. He's very much. Yeah, I know, but they demoted him. If you got demoted from a company that you helped build, would you stick around? Well, not only that, if you're fucking, if you're him, I mean, how long has he been in the business? How big is that name? But the writing was on the wall the minute they fired Dan Didiot, though. The minute Dan Didiot got canned, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, but Dan Diddy, it's not Jim Lee. No, but yeah. when you're Jim Lee, dude, and you, you, I mean, that's Jim freaking Lee. It, 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 what point does he go? Okay, this is a sinking ship. I think he's already. I, done I either, it. I either have to, I either have to bail or I have to, you know, build the company again and start all over with a whole. No- I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that they're cleaning house. When I worked for a, I did in-house service at a building and and maintenance and everything for a very large company, and they were from Silicon Valley and all right, Hewlett Packard. I'll just say it, HP, in Fort Collins. And when they got ready to split, they started cleaning some house and started doing some very key moves and even i saw it and i was like okay here it's coming and my days here are numbered not because my job was on the line but because my tolerance of bullshit was on the line i couldn't take the drama in-house fucking he said she said it's, I, I dropped out of high school for that shit i you know what i'll go get my ged and fuck all your drama i can get done in six hours what takes you guys 12 weeks of two hour meetings that's to, to discuss corporate. how to do it. Yeah. And that's it's like, look, I just did it. It's done. It's corporate bullshit. 
Exactly. And I think that that's, it really looks to me like they're doing a lot of corporate bullshit to turn around and sell the entire comic book area of DC to, to another entity. I don't, I don't, how could someone not want to pick up that? You're talking fucking Batman, Superman, Teen Titans, Wonder Woman, Flash, and it's detective fucking comics. And it's all their corporate people, which makes it even more suspicious that they're looking to get bought out because it's all they're higher up. So some other company can come in and replace all those people. They're not selling that. um, (laughs) They're not. (laughs) They're not selling. Fucking Keith. <laughs> they're not. They're not kicking off their their exclusive art, um, writers that they have lo- locked up, like Brian Michael Bendis or Scott Snyder. All these exclusivities that they've signed, they're not kicking those guys out of there. Those guys are still there. So no, it's all you, the corporate people. But when you sign the contract to sell that entity of the business, you're you're. You're saying, hey, look, we already have this contract signed with all these yeah. incredible guys. This is the business moving forward. That Here is a chance at you guys to make profit and put your energy into it. So please buy all this, and, and we're going to keep all this over here. It, it's yeah. – it, it, I, I just don't see them doing anything but splitting and selling. Oh, I know. They go digital. I'm not buying comics anymore. I'm just going back and I'm just buying golden and silver age and, and bronze age comics. And that's all I'm doing is buying those. Yeah. It's if they go digital, just digital, it'll be the end. It'll be the end. Cause I don't like personally me, I don't get enough Marvel books to have a, have a pull box at a store. It is, a waste of their time to have a Marvel pull box for me. Well, what is okay? So what? It's effective for me just to buy Silver Age and Bronze Age keys. That's like saying, okay, we're going to get rid of women, and the only boobies that you can see is on the internet. That's it. You can read boobies on the internet, but you can't ever touch them ever again. That's fucking stupid. That's got to be the dumbest thing in the world. It would never work. I concur with you, good sir. I mean, let's see. Out of Wednesday, I got one DC book, which was Dark Knight's Death Metal, one Boom Studios book, and then one, two, three, four, five Marvel books. Now, there is an interest. You bring up a very, very interesting and wonderful point. How, okay, so Boom Studios is now, and IDW are both very, they're still lower than, say, Image. They're still lower than the Marvel, the DC. What is their play? Do they look at this entity as, hey, we can get into the bigger game because right now, Boom and IDW are are really getting big. Like they're really starting to climb that ladder. They're starting to get bigger. And IDW is is indie comics. They're 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 they have the ability to have these 
outside of the superhero realm ideas. And I think, thank you. That's what people are really clamoring to are stuff outside of the super, the superhero genre. And they get to do that. They get to, they get to explore these different ideas. Right. And I I think this, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, but this, this new generation of people who buy comics, this, Superheroes is not what they're looking for. Yeah, but that's that's a great a great point. Is that now you have a chance at someone like IDW or someone like Boom Studios to make an offer at I don't buying think they can. DC. I don't think they can. Afford I don't think it. they can either. Yeah, DC's I, worth way too much money for like. Yeah. A, I know, and I'm sure Boom is worth a lot of money. You know, we could Google it, whatever. But I don't think they have the capital to buy something as massive as I, I i i hear what you're saying but if they're only buying the the dc comic book part of it i mean where there's a will there's a way they but make it it investors right and make a bid and now you're looking at dc and boom being in the top three you, you'd have dc boom image and could you imagine i mean just think of how much of a bid you would have to put and the rights for Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman alone. Bucks for right now. You know. Yeah, it'd be huge. I don't think Boom. I don't think Boom could do it. I don't think Image could do it either. I honestly, the only like the only companies I see that have enough capital to buy DC Comics would be like Apple or Amazon or Disney. Mm-hmm. But Disney's already got Marvel. What do they want DC for? Because then they have the whole comic book. Then, like, then they have eighty percent of the comic book market. Fuck that! More than that, but I mean, they've got the two largest. You'd have the two largest. Fuck! Maybe then we'll actually get a fucking Batman movie done right. Well, and then I mean, not only the movies and the movie rights and all of that that they're already knocking out of the park. Now you're going to go to Disneyland and you're going to be able to see, you know. Captain America or Batman? Fuck! Sign me up all day long. It would. It would. The Batman ride would take me back to Disneyland. I don't like to go to Disneyland. I don't ever want to go to Disneyland again. But they said we have the Teen Titans and Batman ride. I'd be like, Yeah, I'm fucking there. Sign me up. I can go. I can go to fucking uh, Galaxies. Edge and, and ride Star Wars rides, and then the next day I can go over to fucking Warner Brothers Land and hang out with Bugs Bunny and fucking take Batman rides, and then the next day I can go fucking high ride Goofy and Mickey and fucking Magic Mountain. I mean, so God Grizzle damn, Geek, you know, we go to them for the facts. Says Boom only is two point seventeen percent of the industry. See, that's not very much. They don't have enough capital. Yeah, to there's buy. not enough no. capital. But if they had a good investor, like like fucking solo, like movie. Jeff Bezos, yeah, or like Tim Cook, no, that's a, yeah, that, Amazon would be. I mean, at that point, I, I'm sitting as an as a, a investment looking type of person, just like Amazon and, and Jeff. Then I go, hey. How easy would it be to pick up a two-for-one and grab IDW, who's having trouble, and they're producing TMNT, and then pick up DC as well, and look at me. I am now in the, you know, 
fifty percent of the comic book market and and media craze. Could you imagine if Disney picked up TMNT? So Grizzle Geek says to uh, to buy a publisher that has been losing market shares for years straight, they would have to love DC Comics on a personal level, or want the prestige like Disney would with owning both. But I I, I agree, and I think it's a total doable. I, I think it's doable. I, I just why not go for the monopoly if you already have if you already have the spectacle, the mustache. And the freaking, you know, the tux. Why not just get the top hat? You're already there. You're already Monopoly, man. You're already Mr. Moneybags. Do it. Just fucking own it all. But they're missing a monocle. That's the problem. That's what I said. You already got the monocle and the mustache and the fucking tuxedo. Get the top hat, dude. Well, and Nickelodeon owns the rights to TMNT right now. So it's going to be hard getting that from... Them. I bet you it's not if you're Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys hear all the bullshit that Ninja Turtles is going through right now? No. With Ronan? Are they going through this bullshit? Fucking dick beaters. What no. Fucking just putting your dick beaters all over my book again. God damn it, Kyle. No, what they're what? um they're canceling Ronan. <laughs> Because they don't like the art, the finished art product. So they're canceling it to redo the art. So getting, uh, so I heard getting, it got delayed a month. Yeah. So it's getting pushed uh, back. Uh, Nickelodeon did that? No. Uh, Laird and Laird and Eastman. Eastman did it. You motherfuckers. So the fucking coolest art has been last rolling for Ninja Turtles. What the fuck? They're, they're, uh, they are canceling it per. Uh, 100%. I mean, they're just delaying it to redo the art. And the reason why they said is because they had something in mind when they came up with the idea back in 1987. So I, it's, looking, it's looking like it's look. Guess what it's looking like, gentlemen? You're fucking what you were. You were on to something, Brian. That's what it's looking like. Yep, that right there. I think fucking. I, I, I just bought a bunch of fucking. It issues of that. I, you did. You're a smart person because when did that book come out? came out in like 88 or 87, something like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Think. talking about? You really what, think man? that, you what? really think that's it? Yeah. It's got the final limit. I mean, that's where it started. Yep. And that's, I mean, they've wanted to do it since then, and then they had their fallout, and they were like, well, fuck Last Ronin, and then... Why would you do that? Finally why coming back together. I don't know why you would do that. You have the entire community and industry talking and buzzing about this book to go yeah, back but and put that, in, to, to match it up with that. To finite it and make sure that it is perfect exactly how you want it so that you don't pull a fucking Snyder Cut bullshit. Absolutely. They've been Absolutely. waiting this long to make it perfect. Why not? What's another couple months? I think they're changing the turtle. It's going to be the last Ronin. I hope not. I think it's that everyone figured it out, and it was, and they're going to go back and, and change it up now. They've heard if they the, do that, that's the skepticism, and they're going to change the turtle. Well, they've never really given out who it was or how it was. I mean, that even in that book, they don't really define 
But if it is going to be a RAF, if you look around, there's a lot of backlash to, uh, for it being RAF and people saying that it being RAF is too predictable and that it being RAF is going to hurt the story. So they might be going back to change what turtle it's going to be. Dude, RAF just it, that, that, I don't think that hurts the story at all. We talked about this last that's, week. That's, yeah, that's who that's, we all expect. Right? That's who we all want. Mm, we'll see. I think your opinion thinks it'll hurt it. I just think it's. I, I personally think Raph is too predictable. See, and I think you are putting words in other people's mouths. Depending on how the story Search goes, the internet, buddy. That, I don't think Raph is the right pick either. You shut your fucking mouth, Chad. I don't want Raph. You come on this show and you fucking agree with us. I'd rather see Leo or Don. I think Leo is too predictable. I just, too. I just think Raph is the character that just can pull that kind of shit off. Mm-hmm. He's got the attitude, but and we've he's seen got it the inner turmoil, and he's got it. Just, but because it works, yes, because it works. That's why. Yes, we've seen it before, but I think he, it's because he can pull it off. I would. I think it. I would. Okay. I have no skin in the game, so I don't care. To be neither, honest, neither do I. I yeah, mean, but I. I do think that Raph is Raph is the character. So as a Turtles fan, and as as someone who's grown up with the Ninja Turtles, and you I grew up after, fucking when <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Show us the hot ten, Brian. All right, I think Ralph is the solid, easy pick. Michelangelo wouldn't break my heart to see him. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Michelangelo. It would be cool, but Ralph just makes the most sense. I just hope it's one of the four. Yeah. All right. I hope it's not. Um, what, what's that one? It's going to be Jenica. That, that's evil or whatever. Scratch or something like that. Or no, it's going to be fucking. Um, um, no, what's her name? God, Jenica. No, the original um, female turtle from the live action. Lilo or whatever. Lilo or Milo or Ma- Venus de Milo. Venus de Milo. Yeah. No. All right, uh, the Golden Age uh, book this week is Super Magician Comics number two. Um, a little, a 6.0 sold two months ago for $900, and a 5.5 copy sold this week for $660. I like it because it looks like someone's possessing someone to sacrifice a woman. It's super weird. That cover is weird. Right, like, like, what about it? What the fuck is up with the dude with the the sparkle fingers and sparkle fingers look like he's possessing fucking yeah the got, god of death to fucking he, he got the Sith lightning yeah that's weird anyways it, it you know golden age books here we go uh the second honorable mention this week is the variant to the star wars action figure variant covers collector's book which is basically um marvel did this a while uh years many years back with um a couple other books where they just showed all the covers and uh what this is is all the jtc christopher jtc action figure variants and just the covers yeah that's dope yeah it is it's i actually have mine in the box at the shop do you really yep and i just ordered two or three more i might I want one. I fucking want one. You ordered two or three more. I want one. There's very few JTC covers that I truly dig. 
like the Kylo Ren one was one of them. But this is just like nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So if you really do get one, put one aside for me. And for me. All right, here we go. That's two out of the three, Chad. You're no, fucked. Fuck man. both of them, Chad. Don't do shit for either one. <laughs> number of them. ten is uh, Young Avengers. Number one. Uh, this book, I don't understand why it's selling for so much. It's a cool cover, but none of those characters on the cover are hitting. The only uh, reason I can think of this isn't that Wiccan in the isn't that Wiccan on the cover and Hulkling. It is, but it I know that got married, but nobody cares about those Empire characters. Empire number four. Nobody cares about those characters. Nobody cared about Empire number four. The reason why this book is selling so much is because of Kate Bishop. Um, and 9.8 copies are selling for $500. Jesus. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a nice cover, but none of those. Could you imagine if Kate Bishop was on this cover? It would be a $1,500 book. Yeah. There is a rare con variant of this that is super hard to find that people have been talking about for years. There's also a director's cut variant for this. So uh, keep your eyes out for those. Number nine is the Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number one, the Pacelli 1 in 15 variant. Uh, 9.0 sold this week for 325 and a raw near mint hit 500 plus. mask looks like a bubble, like a balloon. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because it's got air in it, I guess. <laughs> um, but for a raw book to get a five hundred plus, that's insane. Yeah. So yeah, it's nuts. This is a one in fifteen. There are two Pacelli variants for this. There's this one, and then a one in fifty. I think. The, a one in fifteen number one of that. Yeah. Interesting. Five hundred plus in raw. All right. Uh, this is uh, still crazy. Yeah. This is um, all new Marvel point now point one number one. Uh, similar, uh, it's similar to a lot of first appearances that have been on here because they come in those point ones. But this is the first appearance of Kamala Khan, mm. and she's on the cover. Isn't she going to be vice president? Isn't she vice president? I don't know. I got any, if if we can get anybody in there other than the fucking Yahoos <laughs> that are in there now. Um, Kamala. Kamala. There are, uh, I, th- I say uh, get rid of them all, all politicians. All right. Uh, right. Similar, well, anyways, uh, a 9.8 copies have sold, has increased from 600 12 days ago to 950. What, what is making that book so hot? Uh, first appearance of Kamala Khan. Jesus Christ. And CGC 9, yeah, CGC 9.6s will run you 350 plus, um, where they were only 175 a week ago. Yeah. The crazy thing about this book, beyond this goddamn show, Brian. Yeah, the crazy thing about this book is, I was going through my um, my boxes to uh, send stuff out to get graded. You motherfucker! And not only did I find that one, you found three of them. I found the second print, which is going for double what the first print is, and I found two of them. I'm Brian. I have every comic book. <laughs> right that's awesome dude i'm glad man sell that oh, those, yeah those are I getting props to you like i i'm that's awesome man and, like, and here's another crazy thing like um i found this sick ass uh action figure variant um i remember when you got that so anyways that's uh number eight this week good number seven thor god of thunder um just more you know donny kate's craziness uh, graded 9.6 are selling for about 350. 9.8s. It's are, crazy because uh, 
Donnie Cates isn't even his name's not even on the cover. He didn't do anything with that run. That's no. the that's the God Butcher run. Yeah, yeah, this is he retconned this run. So yeah, um, yeah, Thor God Butcher and number two is the first Necro Sword. So beautiful cover on this. There are variants that are super hard to find. Um, but yeah, three fifty for nine sixes and nine eights are crazy right now. Double that. Comic book prizes for shit that's coming out. It's 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 insanity. Yeah, it is. Here's the craziness. Uh, here's your Dark Knight's Death Metal three, the Federici variant. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about this is cover. It looks this, so cool. This was supposed to be the one in twenty five, and just a couple of days ago, they decided to change it to the regular cover. So people are pissed. So. Um, it's now selling for, you know, 20, 30 bucks raw, and uh, it's the regular cover. Um, there is a couple books that Federici did of um, Batman, the Man Who Laughs covers that look like they go with this perfectly. They're gorgeous. One's Hell Arisen 3 variant, I think, and I forget what the other one is, but they're just beautiful Federici Batman Who Laughs covers. That's just a kick-ass cover. We talked about this a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah the, the face on it looks something straight out like a fucking Alex Cooper music video. You know what it looks like? It looks like um, uh, Swedish death metal. Yeah. It, it, it does. It, 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 looks like, it looks like that band. Uh, oh, fuck. I seen them with Slipknot. But that's who it looks like. That's that band. It yeah. reminds me of... Uh, the guy on Lord of the Rings that twists, um, God, fucking mind fart. Um, when he, when he uses Saruman and he gets, <laughs> he gets that king on the throne and he, and he twists his brain all up and, you know, excellent question, my liege. And, uh, and Gandalf and everybody comes in and, and they, they get, Sauron, what the fuck is his name? Help me out in the chat. You guys are smarter than I am. Well, I think it definitely looks like Cradle of Filth type shit. Yeah. So it reminds me of Behemoth. Number five, there you go. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 104, the retailer incentive variant, has nothing to do with Ronin inside. Absolutely nothing. But the cover is all about Ronin. This is just them being hype on Ronin. Um, so you can see the the Ronin characters on the front. He's got all four weapons, and he's the only turtle standing. So this book is selling for $120 raw. Um, it was about $20 out the gate. It is a 1 in 10 variant, but now it's 120 plus. So crazy. Uh, this is the weirdest one on the list this week, and that's Tron number one. From early 2000s, I think. Um, this is an older book, but uh, with the announcement that the third Tron movie is moving into the production with Jared Leto uh, as the main cast, um, has this book uh, up to $25, $30 raw. Worm Tongue. What's that? Worm Tongue. That's the dude's name. Worm Tongue. There we go. I, got uh, That's a seven. I didn't even know Jared Leto was doing Tron. Did you guys know that? Yep. I, I, yeah. did. I did just find out about that. A third Tron, yes. 
Number three is um, Vengeance. The first Vengeance, number one, the first appearance of America Chavez. America Chavez was the last character that we said would be blowing up here in the next couple months, you know, after we had Gwen, uh, Kamala, Riri, Miles. And the last one is is America Chavez. All all those characters are blowing up, and there's a reason why. There's a reason why they're younger. The kids like them more, and Marvel's putting all their money behind those people. So, um, well, and they're making they're making money on it. They're doing yeah. good. The books are going hot. They're selling items. I mean, it's, it's getting the new next generation involved in it. Hey, DC might want to fucking take a cue. Um, the, my favorite one for uh, America Chavez, if you can find it, is the Ultimates number two, the Art Adams variant, which is absolutely gorgeous. I picked up a couple cheap uh, variants of Secret Empire number seven, which mm-hmm. is the J. Scott Campbell America Chavez variant. Um, I picked them up just because. It's uh, J. Scott Campbell. Yeah. Her, it, 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 man. It's like, how could you go wrong? Yeah. So this book right now is uh, a nine point a 9.8 just sold for $1,700. They're fuckers. A thousand higher than the last six sales. Crazy. Yeah. A regular cover, uh, The regu- this is the regular cover, right? God, I just don't get it. Sold for 800 on my comic shop. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, man. Absolutely crazy. Just trying uh, to make sure the next hottest thing and people are paying top dollar to make sure that you have what's next yep number two is uh this venom debacle for venom number 27 this book this is crazy this is all right so here's how this works i guess that one of the printers was supposed to print out um the variant cover and accidentally put this codex cover on top of the variant cover. Um, Ben Stein, uh, Steiniger, who does the hot tens, uh, he basically calls bullshit on it. He thinks this is Donny Cates, just being Donny Cates. You know, the same thing happened a couple weeks ago where, where Wraith web of venom just happened to leak. And now there just happens to be a crazy error on the, on this venom number 27. The first, so who knows, but if you were lucky enough to get the air and there are a lot of them out there, supposedly, um, 600 to $800 is what they're selling for. And isn't there a double cover mistake on quite a few of them? This is, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the double cover. cover. Yep. And it's not, that's what Ben's saying is that he doesn't think it's a mistake. He thinks this is Donnie Cates. Donnie Cates is, 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 mainlined into the seller's market he yes. knows what we're talking about when we're talking about it how we're talking about it and he it's causing speculation yeah he's a hype man he's a yep. great hype man he creates his own hype that's <laughs> that's yep. the perfect part of and it it works and it's been working for years here's the craziness oh uh God. captain marvel number 17 the second print uh, this is also considered the uh, First appearance of Kamala Khan. It's weird how it works. This um, book just jumped in the stratosphere for modern books. Uh, it was already really expensive at about twelve hundred dollars for nine point eight copies. Copies, um, but and multiple copies sold this week though. One went for thirty five hundred and one went for three k. 
Damn. Fuck so that. doubled in price overnight. So if you guys don't think Kamala Khan is hot and America Chavez is hot and Spider-Gwen and Riri and Miles, then you're, you're lost. I mean, this shit's crazy. It's beyond crazy. It's putting uh, comic book secondary market into the stratosphere. Dude, it's, it's hard to even keep up with to a point. Yeah. At this point, it is. It, you it's- really have to – like that has to be like – your main focus like you have to have like blinders on to this market to to keep up with everything that's going on yeah and and shout outs to everyone that is but i i can't do that no it's too much nope i agree so i'm just happy that uh i had those other kamala khan books and sending one out to graded and the other ones are going on ebay good man yeah so Craziness, man! Absolute craziness. It it just seems like this. It's one. It, it seems like you know the stock market a long time ago. It just seems like there's just no end to it. It seems like there's just no drop off. Yeah. And it's it. I guess all good things have to come to an end, but I hope it's not for a while. But it just seems like it, there's just no there's just no peak. Nobody can like everybody's still climbing that mountain. Yeah, it, it it does. I just keep waiting for it to stop, and it just keeps going more and more and bigger and bigger. Wow, yeah. But I don't know. Crazy stuff. I'll be right back. Now you got video games driving the speculation market too. Well, that's that's, what, that's what's lighting that Kamala Khan stuff on fire is that she's the main character in the new Avengers game that's coming out. Well, not necessarily. Um, I think what's really right lighting it on fire is the is the live action buzz that she's getting. See, I'm not, do... The only thing they've talked about her recently I've heard is just her her Disney Plus stuff. All over the spec uh, speculation market, that's what they're talking about is her live action stuff. And the reason I say this is because in the last couple shows that I've done with, with Flipside and Hot 10, we've talked about this character and I've asked, is now the time to sell? And a lot of them are saying, no, wait till that first teaser trailer comes out. But I don't so, think you're going to get anything, though, because they're just bringing out Captain Marvel. It's way too soon for them to bring Miss Marvel, for them to bring Camilla Khan to the, the MCU. The, the Disney Plus stuff is fine, but I think it's way too soon for her to come to the MCU. Thing, or why do you think that? Brought out. Because they just started with Captain Marvel, but that doesn't mean that they have to wait to bring this character out. If she's hot now, why why wouldn't they want to let kids get into their favorite characters? Because I don't, I just don't think they're going to. I think they're going to ride that Captain Marvel train a little bit longer before you bring out another hero with a name that's very similar. Shit, if I'm sitting in that office, I'm like, hey, we got to get this shit out there while we have a captive audience. COVID yep, she's Muslim. Oh, yeah. They're not going out. We need to fucking pump this and jam it down their damn throat. Captive Carvin or what? She's Carl. a Muslim character. So that's another big one. She's female. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there's still even Miles. They're still not really pumping out Miles. Yeah, you had into the Spider-Verse, and he's getting his own game. But other than that, th- there really hasn't been much movement on Miles either. Well, we're still waiting on Into the Spider-Verse 2, which is supposed yeah. to come out in 
is January or February? Well, no, oh it's probably going to get up getting too late. I think they're going to catch up to the hype with Miles, and I think they're going to start. I think like right now, they're like, "Holy shit, Miles!" And they're just now starting to like run with it because they haven't even touched Spider Gwen yet, really. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Marvel TV series will bring live action Kamala Khan to Disney Plus. Right, that's what I'm reading right now to Disney Plus, but she's not coming to the to the movies. To the but, big screen, that's yeah. that's TV. Well, big screen would be movies. Okay, the live action. Small screen uh, television. I'm so bummed that Pat didn't try to get back on. We'll get him back. Everybody go fo- Google him, find his books, find whatever he did and try to, to help him because he was an awesome guest. Just don't not let you guys forget. It says here that... Uh, Marvel studio head Kevin Feige has also alluded to plans for Miss Marvel, which makes an MCU connection for the series more likely. So there you go. It'll be interesting. We'll see. I don't know. They're making money. So yep. uh, at this point, I fuck, it doesn't matter. They could wait. They could push it down. They could. It just seems like. They can do whatever the hell they want, and they get, they make money at it. They're they're just a powerhouse right now. So yeah, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big Miss Marvel fan. I never got into the whole hype. I never read it. I never followed it. So I have no clue. Oh shit! But I did see in the chat someone was talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender. So the um, if you're an Avatar: The Last Airbender fan. Uh, one Legend like of Korra. Yeah, well, we were talking the Hot Ten. One Legend of Korra came out on Netflix today, so if you're not caught up on that, you can watch the entire series there. Two, the live-action show is still going, but the original creators that were part of it have left the project. So Netflix is is running sign, it on its own. They left over creative differences. That means um, it's not a good sign. Uh, might not be, but we'll see. Netflix hasn't really... Struck out too terribly you know what often. So differences mean that Netflix is fucking it up. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have high hopes There's for no it after the, awesome. the creators. Are like I don't like that it's going so awesome. I'm gonna go ahead and depart. Well, yeah. But it could mean that, that Disney's buying it. <laughs> no. <laughs> like Daredevil and Punisher and like, you know, all that shit. Hey, we got this great entity. Everybody loves it. Oh, wait. Awesome we can't that. release it anymore? Oh, that well. Was here when fucking Fat Punisher was fucking right. up our Comic-Con. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was actually a guest here with Fat... Isn't that cool, Brian? What? Our guest, Pat was at Phoenix Comic-Con as a guest as a, as when Fat Punisher was fucking doing his shit the Green, uh, Green uh, Ranger. Green Ranger. No shit. Yeah. He was talking about it. Fat Punisher. Fat Punisher. Fat Punisher. So uh, what do you guys think of the, the Shia LaBeouf talks that he's in talks to play Iceman? Better than Wolverine. I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was Moon Knight. Nope. It's yeah. Iceman. That's dumb. Iceman. No, I heard they didn't confirm that it was Iceman. Iceman. And, no, I'm sorry. I I heard that they thought about him for Moon Knight, but that somehow it got misconstrued into Iceman, and there's no way that he's playing Iceman. 
Yeah, I don't see him playing. Every, every the, all the rumors that are coming out say is that he's being eyed for a big role in the X Men movies, and that it's it's Iceman. And then someone came out and redid him as Wolverine, and now it's the he's getting the Wolverine push. I fucking hope not. He'd be a terrible Wolverine. So, he'd be a great Moon Knight. He'd be a worse fucking Iceman. I yeah, mean, terrifies him. I mean, at least Moon Knight's got the split personality just like him. So, he can, he can run with that fucking... Dude, I, I tell you... Uh, let me tell you something. I watch a lot of interviews with him because I, I I like him for some reason. I think he's a cool dude. Um, I, would, I think he would be the type of dude that would get along with us very well. He seems like a really cool cat. He does have some issues, but he seems like a really cool dude. So His Hot Ones I, interview I, is incredible. Shine yeah. come on age uh, an absolute geek. His his hot ones again interview was absolutely incredible. Let's and the that movie that, that, that movie he, he made about his life was awesome. Honey Boy. I've heard oh, that I heard Honey Boy was good. I still yeah. haven't seen the Peanut Butter Falcon either. And those two I really Am- they're both on Amazon Prime. And they're both Are good. They? Yep. Yeah, I gotta I gotta see that shit. Both on Amazon. It'd be cool Prime. to have him on here fucking talking fucking dumb shit with us. I I love him in Transformers. I think he's a fucking amazing actor. He got um, he was the bomb at holes, yo. Yeah, he got blown over, and everyone kind of just didn't really pay attention. But in um, was that Tank? Yeah, Tank. And God, he did it. Brad Pitt, fucking outstanding job in that. Although he's in some new movie, I guess right now, like the Tax Collector. He's in some movie called The Tax Collector, and everyone's saying it's the equivalent going, of dragging your you face going, on the pavement. Brian? It's so bad. Really? So. Huh. But, I mean, that could just be the, the writing. That could be, you know, directing. That could be a lot of different things. I've heard that he's hard to work with. I don't know. I Fuck, that's not much. I'm not on the other side of the camera, but right. I know that the, the first – couple transformers fuck dude he nailed that role yeah, they were, they made, were bad. He did a good job at him he made that those movies he he delivered the lines on perfect and the humor was good it was believable yeah it just he's a great actor man the guy's a good actor I I do, i've heard him just I, I won't say great i, I he's think not he's not a bad actor he he, he i think he's a great actor I think he's a great actor. Yeah, I think he's a really good actor. I think he's one of the top actors in the game. Are we talking about the same person? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, by far. His acting is is almost, it's one of the best in the game. His only problem is his fucking, he's a head case. Right, he's crazy. I mean, I saw an interview he did with, um, it was like a roundtable discussion, and it had uh, Robert De Niro in it and a couple other guys who, are directors slash actors and it was one of the best interviews I've seen and every single one of them was just talking how great they thought he was as an actor so um, he's definitely respected by his peers yeah it's um, yeah I think that part of his head case issues is what makes him such a good actor but unfortunately I'm sure it makes him hard to work with Uh, I've heard the same method I think yeah and I've heard a lot of the same from about um, oh, what's the dude's name? He played the Hulk, the first Hulk, and he was in uh, uh, history. Edward Norton. Ed- Edward Norton. 
Dog, he's not the first Hulk. <laughs> oh, second Hulk. Sorry, he was the second Hulk. Um, so the bomb and Fight Club, yo. Marvel is apparently looking to cast. Uh, I mean, expect the Craven the Hunter. Uh, spec to go crazy now. Uh, Marvel's looking to cast Joe Kinnaman or a Joe Kinnaman type to play Craven the Hunter in Spider-Man Three. Joe he was uh, in Suicide Squad. He was in the new RoboCop. He played the the soldier dude in Suicide Squad movie. The guy leading everybody. Oh, okay. They're looking at him I don't think he'd be a good Craven, to play no. Craven the Hunter. I don't uh, think he'd do a good job. In the the, he's, he's no Will Smith, but I, he'd be all right. The title of the Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man movie that <laughs> apparently has been revealed is Spider-Man Homesick. To continue on with that home, that theme of home in don't, the title. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. If you want to fuck and ruin Spider-Man... Call it that for the. Third do you think Spider-Man homesick movie. is going to ruin the the title being homesick will ruin I, the movie? Yes, stupid. I don't think. Yes, it will ruin it. homesick is that's a stupid title. It ties in the trilogy. What would you yeah. call it? If you, not homesick. You homeward, gotta have homeward home bound. Something. Yeah, homeward bound. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> Three, homeward bound. Kind of like okay, we're having another movie in Europe. Spider-Man, but homesick is He's on the run now, though, because he's being hunted because his yeah, identity has been. But that homesick <laughs> Spider-Man Three house hunting, <laughs> home hunting. Spider-Man Three: uh, The Adventures of Homer. Just, just sp- homesick. I, I don't know. It just. I I don't think it's going to go over well. That's just my opinion. Brian's taking an important phone call right now. God damn it. That's how, you know, that's how you know. That's how you know, Brian. That's how you know that this is a secondary podcast yep. to him. It's not yep. important as other ones. And he's fucking taking business calls during the middle of the show. Do you think he's ever taken a phone call in podcast and Flipside? No, never. He the fact that you, I told you, you bring him, you bring him the cocaine up to my house and you drop it off, and then I give you the fucking money. That's how that works. That's what this means right here. That is what this is showing. The absolute geek means nothing to Brian because you know what? If this was podcast or if this was fucking tales from the flip side, it would go to fucking voicemail. Hi, Brian. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) That important phone call. (laughs) So am I wrong or am I right? What? Nothing. So, what do you think about homes? I don't know. If a bunch of cocaine and hookers show up in ten minutes, then I guess you are right. I would just say, I all I was saying was, if this was broadcast or flipside, you wouldn't have taken that phone call. Oh yeah, I would. I'll talk to my mom anytime. (laughs) No, you would have put your mom to voicemail if this was mom Trump's podcast. Mom Trump's everything when I see it. I've never seen your mom call during Tales from the Flipside. Never called from Tales from the Flip Side? She's never called during that show. Does it because matter? Because she knows not to call on Monday nights because it's Tales from the Flip Side. 
Well, she knows she's right. like, on the important. Geek, so she knows it's okay to call because this is a secondary podcast. Man. No, it's his third. It's his third podcast. It's his third dairy. Yeah. He's not getting any kickbacks from Matt's fucking podcast bucks. I mean, <laughs> you mean Kyle hasn't been giving him his uh, stipend checks? I'm, I've been sending out. I mean, no. at least at least I'm getting Greg Horn covers from Flipside. Damn. Oh, I didn't get put in a comic. I didn't get put in a comic. What's up? Hey, put in a little more effort. Yeah, in the absolute geek, and you will. Right. <laughs> Maybe if Don't, you put in a little bit more effort, we'll get you on the variant cover. Maybe if you didn't take phone call. Watch this. Hold on. He shuts his camera off. No. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's my mom. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she's calling me during the podcast. Imagine that. <laughs> Bye, Mom. I love you. Bye. I love you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, wait, I, I'm going to call my mom. Oh, wait. She's. We should all. Oh, oh. oh, fucking Chad had to go dark with it. <laughs> Fucking bastard! Um, oh, all rubbing in your mom love in my face. Sticking back to what we talked about here, fucker. About what we were talking about last week with reboots. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot being uh, pitched. They should not do that. No, that'd be terrible. And more of a dramatic style. West Philadelphia, born and raised, is stuff that shouldn't be remade. It was <laughs> awesome. It was great. We all loved it from fucking like junior high into high. Like it was great. Like there's no reason to remake that show. No, no reason at all. Ask my mom. She'll call back and let you know. She'll call back and let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Cause on the playground is where I spent most of my days. I mean, what do you guys think? That's not it. Like, is that another way that's showing that Hollywood is is scraping the bottom of the barrel like they are out of ideas like Marvel? Yes. Yeah. Your silence says yes, dude. They've been yeah. out of ideas. For, for like 10 seconds says yes. Dude, they've been out of ideas forever. But I mean, who... But it would be kind of cool if Will was... Uh, uh, the dad and Carlton Uncle was the butler. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of cool if, if if Will Smith was Uncle Phil. Carlton was the He's fucking Uncle Will. butler. It would be awesome. I mean, no, the uh, people shouldn't do it, but it would be funny. Jazz. Jazz has to be the butler. I thought he died. No, DJ Jazzy yeah. Def is still alive. Are you sure? 100%. 100%. All right. Grizz, where are you at? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent sure DJ Jazzy Jeff is still. You're a hundred percent. Yes. I believe you. I believe you. I am ninety nine percent. Oh, it's time to Google. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, he's 55 years old. I thought he died. I thought he died like a month ago. He's been active since 1986 to, pre- to present. He's still alive. 
Are you sure? Yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. Wikipedia doesn't mean shit. Okay. Anybody can make Wikipedia. He is still alive, my friend. You didn't peruse the Kyleopedia? That's fucking fake. If it ain't Kyleopedia, <laughs> it ain't right. shit. Why are my cats? Brought to you by... Hold up, okay. DJ Jazzy Jeff just posted on. Uh, let's see, what was his last Twitter post? That was your intro to hold up the bottle. By I Kylepedia brought to you by. He just Bullet posted Bourbon. yesterday or on the twelfth on Twitter, so he's very much alive. Yeah, I did a happy birthday hip hop set today. He had Corona. My bad. Summer, summer, summer time. Hold on, my mom's calling. I'll be right back. <laughs> they shouldn't remake Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It was awesome. It's a great show. I don't think it would work nowadays. Mm-mm. I, I just, it's just people are too sensitive to have something as cool as Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It would have to be too watered down to work, and I just don't think it would work. Well, and they've tried to remake a bunch of that shit, and it, it doesn't look at Fuller House. That fuck. It worked that for five work. seasons. It, it, it was a pretty cool and show. How, how many did you guys see? Because I never saw. I watched any. all five. Oh my god! <laughs> Matt watches everything, though. I do. So, my, no, I do. My so Dude, long. how can you not sit there and look at Stephanie Tanner? Just good God, those titties. <laughs> pretty those titties. easily. You ever heard fuck. of Playboy? Penthouse, Pornhub. Playboy doesn't uh, have new people in it anymore. No, but it's got great oh. articles. I just get that for the articles. Yeah, don't nobody does. It's such a fucking lie. <laughs> now they do because there's fucking everyone's clothed and it's artistic. Who cares about artistic nudes? AMC is getting ready to open up their theaters on August 20th with 15 cent tickets. Is that enough to get you guys to want to go back to movie theaters? Nope. 15 cents. It should be for Brian because he's a single guy and it's affordable. It's way better than buying it on demand. But no. Half half capacity. You could buy out an entire theater for you and your buddies for like 40 bucks. And be cut out of the movie. Depends on the movie, man. There's a lot of movies that I I gotta see. Okay, Transformers, Star Wars, um, you know, Aliens. Those movies on the big screen make a difference. King Kong. Sitting at home and watching King Kong on a, you know, 50-inch or 60-inch TV, um, it loses its effect when you go to the theater and you see King Kong on a fucking IMAX theater and King Kong is actually fucking big, you know, that makes a difference. So, yeah, I mean, I'll still go. I know. Look at this bug I seen today. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that off now. <laughs> you can't show that on YouTube, you bastard. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not going to the movies even though it's 15 cents. End of story. 
I just can't imagine that they're going to make any money back at 15 cents. I think it's just a way to get people back and just and, and, and people like Matt and Brian and stuff. We're like, uh, it's so nice to be back at the theaters. And it's, 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 I think it's a way to make people remember how much they enjoy going to the movies. And it's what it's going to do. 15 cents. I hate going to the movies, but for 15 cents, I'm going to go the fuck. I'm not really going to, but I'm going to go to the movies. Look, we're in fucking almost September. We're in, we're in the 15th of August, just about. How much longer are we going to live in fear with this shit? Like, um, how much longer are we going to live in fear? How much longer are we going to be like, I'm not going to go to the movies because Corona. You know, it's, you know why at I some point, at some point they tell you to wear a mask, wear your fucking mask, take your precautions and go enjoy your life. Quit fucking living in fear. I can put on my tinfoil hat and go out safe anywhere. You know, it's I just it, at, at this point, if the mask is important and a ma- wear the mask, open everything up. If it's not shut everything down don't make people wear masks i, I don't i don't know it's just, i wear yeah. my mask in public because i don't want to be a dickhead you know and i understand what it's for but fucking eight if i want to go to the movies i'm gonna go i'm not gonna sit here and let this fucking shit run my life what yes, little life i fucking have yes you are. and i think that a lot of americans today are starting to feel the same way they're starting to get cabin fever everybody's starting to get cabin fever yeah you ever seen the shining that shit ain't, that doesn't turn out good. You lock I people would, up, you, you beat them down mentally, and sooner or later, shit is going to pop off. I was saying today, I was like, like, Nubia has tonight off. She actually had a Friday off. It, it was real short notice, and I was like, I fucking wish bars were open so we can go out and have a couple of drinks and hang out. Oh, fuck, we can't. Yeah. But all our kids can go back to school, but we can go for the bars, only adults, only gatherings of adults are forbidden. Are there and, no bars open? Uh, unless you're serving, you're a restaurant serving food, uh, the bars aren't open. I just got an Which email saying that my gym, my gym is going to reopen tomorrow. So Good. they're reopening gyms. Who's Jim? I don't know, Jim. Yeah. But. It, it just makes no sense for the information we're getting just doesn't compile. You can go to a restaurant and they serve alcohol, but you can't go to a bar and they serve alcohol. It's, it's fucking stupid. Kind of, yes. And I think the problem is, is they're lumping nightclubs into with bars. I don't care. You want to go to a nightclub? Go to the fucking nightclub. Go hang out. I don't mean, run nothing but I, I get two shifts, man. Go, go mix point, it up. Do whatever makes you happy. At this point, fucking roll the dice. We've tried all the other shit. Hey, you know what we haven't tried? Let's try getting back to normal. Hey, there's a fucking genius idea. Chad, and it fucking actually didn't work. Worked okay. Uh, I don't know about okay. We kind of spiked. Cool, now we have herd immunity. That's what they wanted to begin with. Now we got it. All right, let's get back to normal. Herd immunity is not working. 
I don't know. Today, I was just reading a big giant article that they were saying that herd immunity is great, and now there's I mean, testing that says that you can't catch it a second time, and asymptomatic people don't spread it. I'm so, not. I'm not going to get into all the, the bullshit of it and all that, but <laughs> so now, so now my main next point week it's going to be hey, if you see someone with it, you're going to die. My main you know, point was that you can get it like five times. If so. you're going to wear a mask and go to a restaurant and eat. What's the difference between wearing a mask, going to a, a a theater, and you're sitting two seats away from somebody? It's the same damn thing. So I, I don't. I agree. I don't see why it's such a. Do you have an opinion on this? And you like to come sit with us? A big deal. I just. We're trying to get newbie to come on the show, and she won't come. There's on. no difference between a restaurant and a bar. Like if they're like you guys were saying, like Carly's. That's a bar and a restaurant. Fucking open the whole thing up. Let it. Who yeah. fucking, you know. Well, actually, what Nubia's work did was they put up these plexiglass barriers, and now they have a lot more seating. Well, if we have five tables. They have five tables. They're all restaurant. <laughs> they had a whole shitload. Yeah. But they have all this plexiglass barriers up so that they have this inside seating because it's fucking miserable out now. And you know what? I went and it was nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Have I mean, I, I enjoy the fact that I got to go somewhere. Have a drink, go inside, hang out, and not be in my house. If it takes plexiglass barriers, please, everybody, do it. Well, that's what I'm saying is that someone who I didn't, I'll admit it, I don't fucking didn't have much of a life before that. And that's one of the things that this has caught me to do is I want to get out of my house and do more shit. I don't want to be in my house anymore. Like, I want to go out and do sh- more shit. So. I'm just, I'm tired of it. Like, I'm going to go to the movies. I don't give a shit. I'll wear my mask and I'm going to go. 15 cents or not. I don't, I, I don't care. Dude, I, yes, I want to go back to the bar. I want to hang out at the bar. I want to see Newsies hitting on uh, Meth Mouth Martha. I want to be able to watch people karaoke. I want to get back to going out. Kyle's supposed to sing a karaoke song. Yeah, I'm be there to Brian sing. gave you when you said karaoke. I, so you can sing at the bar. I sing to one friend at work. So you can sing at the bar. Because he deserves for me to sing to him. So you can sing at the bar. So you can serenade your wife at the bar. Oh, that was hilarious. What's hilarious? When you were talking about karaoke, the look that Brian gave you was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Matt was supposed to come the last time I was supposed to karaoke. Mm-hmm. I think Brian has seen you karaoke before because that look said, oh, my I God. I have serenaded Brian before, so it's this is nothing new for him. <laughs> I have serenaded him in his home. In that chair that's right behind him. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I I think 15 cents is a little low. I, I honestly, with the way the world is and everyone wanting to get out, I think they could have charged 2 to $5 and everyone still would have been like, fuck yeah, I'm going. I'll go see a movie. I really won't, actually, but I'd say that I will. I will. I'm not. I'm just tired. Just open the goddamn bar so I can go to the bar with my wife, motherfuckers. I want I, to go to the bar with my wife. Okay, go to the movie theater that has the bar in it, and you can sit and drink and watch a movie. No, it's not the same. Oh, I want okay. to go to the bar. I want to watch karaoke. 
I want to watch Newsies <laughs> strike out. I want to watch Newsies. I want I want to watch a girl hit on Newsies and him not notice or know that he's being hit on and just totally disregard it. There's nothing better than watching a guy not know that a girl wants him. And he's like, man, I don't even know. There's nothing better than watching that. Hey, dumbass, she wants you to take her home. Nope, nope, I don't see the signs. <laughs> Not paying attention. Right, Matt? 100%. How awesome was that when we were watching it? It was pretty fucking funny. And because you she and I was doing thought, everything in her. You and I thought for say, sure they were going home together and Nubia was like, nope, he's not closing. He's not right. closing. And he didn't and Nubi, fucking close. Me and Matt were so we were. And Nubia's like, nope. He's not he, he's not catching on to it. He's they're not and you know what? We walked outside and he was hanging out and hitting on fucking meth meth Martha. Meth mouth Martha. And Someone, then still left alone. And still left alone. Nah, I think he got a blowage in the parking lot from her. He did not get a blowjob in the parking lot by Meth Martha. No, he got like an Uber and left. Yeah, he got an Uber and left. <laughs> I must have missed that part. That's when you went and got your uh, double quarter pounder with cheese. Double quarter pounder with cheese. All right. And let's... Kyle said that at the bar. I do see that at the bar. <laughs> All right. What are you let's doing, get... Brian? What are you doing? What is that? Brian? Let's get into a little bit of odd news. Tonight, the Six Dad World Primetime Special with people just like you, only more pathetic. It's a bit nutty. South Korean YouTuber shocks fans that he shed, sets his junk on fire as a penalty for losing a game of the new popular. Uh, Fall Guys game. I don't care how bad I lose at anything. I will never set my junk on fire. Ever. Aircraft, aircraft stripper, maybe, but never on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the deal was for the uh, Korean YouTuber known as the Angry Korean Gamer to set his private parts on fire for five seconds if he did not come in first place for a particular round of the game Fall Guys. He's a dumbass for making that bet. That's just, I mean, or he was just, he was really confident in his abilities and he fell short, but he was a dumbass for saying, yeah, I, I shall set my private parts on fire. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eyes. Dude. Uh, <laughs> like, uh. that, you can edit that out, but... You're never getting that bullet sponsorship now. You know that, right? <laughs> the minute you showed it, a fucking dong outline with a buck, and how you did that, you're never getting that that fucking sponsorship. They're not, they're not watching this far in. You don't think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way. He, how could that even be a good idea? I set my shit on file. No. No. That doesn't no. No, 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 no. Wow, Kyle. Not, yep, goodbye sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> Bullet. We tried, guys. It was a good run. 
it lasted about two hours into our first attempt. It was a good fucking run. But Kyle just fucking set it ablaze like some privates on fire. Where the bullet. Yep. You got my finger on the trigger. You yep. pull it. Bullet, you have done me well tonight. Yeah. I I thank you. Can you return that favor? <laughs> <laughs> Woman renews driver's license online. New ID shows up with just an empty chair. Dude, I would be so stoked <laughs> if I got a new driver's license and it was an empty chair. I'd be, I, dude, I would not say a fucking word. Can you imagine getting pulled over and be like, here you go, sir? Awesome, yeah. Chair, officer, that's what they fucking sent me. So that's what I paid for. So that's what I took. Sorry. Well, we can't accept a, a fucking empty chair. <laughs> yep. What do you want me to do? That's what they sent me. They sent me an empty goddamn chair. But don't, it don't, they, ask, chair. don't they ask when they take your picture, like, hey, do you like that one? Does that one work? No. I swear that they do that. I think they used to, but I don't think they do anymore. There's a picture of it. This is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an empty chair. This is so awesome. I'm going to need you to step out of the car so I can positively ID you. <laughs> you do, can you imagine trying to buy booze? You this don't is, like your picture. This is Sorry. clearly a fake. That chair looks nothing like this chair. You're under arrest. <laughs> Could you imagine if you tried to buy a chair remotely close to it and you brought it with you? No, wait, no, wait, look. And you hold it up and you're like, look, look at this chair. It's like Nubia just said, you'd be pissed the first time someone actually carted you at a bar. And they said, nope, <laughs> because it's just a chair. No, uh, it's only that, me. You know, that, uh, that ID either slipped through the crack or that got sent out on someone's last day and they were just like, fuck it. You know what? How funny That's will this be? That's a very good observation, Matt. It slipped through the cracks. <laughs> your detective skills, I'm going to let you know right now. Are your on par with Batman's? Is, is on par with Bruce Wayne. The fact no. that you figured out that it could have slipped through the cracks. Is I don't think it did. I think that was a straight on fuck it. That's my last day moment. It, it blows me. It blows me out of the water. I think it slipped through the cracks. You're a goddamn fucking genius. How did you do that? I don't, I don't think it slipped through the cracks. I think it was someone's last fucking. You just fucking said moment. you thought it slipped through the cracks. I honestly would just say that I lost my ID and go get a new one, and I would keep that one. I would be like, look, I did 100%. I swear to God, look at this shit. This is what I, really happened. I wouldn't say shit because that's what they sent me. <laughs> like, because That's awesome. Like, I just got my license plate and my new registration for my Volkswagen. If it would have came and it would have said Prius, I would have put that goddamn license plate on and been so stoked. Ha <laughs> Stupid asses. That's awesome. I, I think that, like, fuck them. They needed to fucking watch what you, they're doing. I'd send it to CGC and get it fucking graded. I'm, I would That's too. That's a misprint, bitches. Look at my non neat misprint. Fuck you. This is a one in one infinity. CGC trying to encapsulate a driver's license. That'd be a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they could just put it in the same kind of 
like Beckett puts cards in. Or yeah, something. I was just gonna say they do cards now. Like, and there you go. Put it in one of them. Fucking what dude, would the market price for that like, be? CGC nine point eight driver's license. It was Friday, and it was like four fifty p.m. And they were talking to the neighbor, like, hey, man, what are you doing this weekend? Yes, 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 yes. No way. You're going out? Yes. What was that? Oh, nothing. Yes, yes. And that's what happened. It was 4.50 on a Friday. And they weren't paying attention. They were hitting on the chick next to them that they like. Hey, you want to go to the if, – if it wasn't COVID, you want to go to the bar tonight? got a bar in my basement you want to come over it was it was that sloth from uh the dmv sloth from that movie the uh, cartoon utopia the utopia and by the time that he reached over and clicked the picture <laughs> 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 just got the chair close enough I, if, if i was a praying man i would pray for shit like that to happen to me Please send me my driver's license with a goddamn chair as the picture. Like, why doesn't shit like that happen to me? I would love it. And don't tell me the other three of you here would not be like, how fucking awesome did I get my fucking driver's license picture as a chair? You'd be stoked. How, how much cooler would it be if it was a Cocosaurus Rex sitting in the chair? <laughs> dude, how badass would that be, dude? Like, like. Oh, where, where is my cock? You get How pulled cool over. That a fucking blue cock. Like, get pulled over, and, and like, there you go. Here you go, officer. Here's my ID. I don't even know where my cock is. Oh my god. Although a cop in my case would be like, Yes, sir, that's you. It looks just like you. You look like a big blue cock. Yeah, like, move along, dickhead. Move along. Fucking dickhead. Go on, dickhead. Get out of here. I don't Thank know, you, officer. But you know what? It was Tennessee, so I kind of understand a little bit. Keep it moving, cock and balls. His first, right, cousin, chair. His first cousin must have walked by and he got distracted. His first cousin. Oh. He's so awesome. Why am I a goddamn chair? It'd be so. Yeah, how cool would that be to to be carded at like a bar or Circle K? Here you go. That's funny as shit that that happened. They look at the card. They look at you. They look at the card. That's what they sent me. Okay, what would you like? I want a whiskey coke, please. No problem. I'll serve you anyway. A Russian, athlete, a Russian athlete breaks the Guinness <laughs> World Record when he went underwater and bench-pressed a 110-pound barbell 76 times before coming up for air. That's dumb. Does that count? Isn't that cheating? I, because shit I, underwater weighs less. It's wider, easier. Yeah. How deep was he? Do you know how deep a human can go? What's the maximum depth a human can go underwater? Do you guys know? I don't 70 know. 70 meters, 76 meters, some shit like that? No. Not even that much. I think it's like 53 meters. The previous record, he managed 76 reps, beating the previous record set by a U.S. man who did it 14 Kyle. times. I did it. It was me. Did it how, what, how, 
that's a good point. How far down was he? How how what was the depth he that he was the shallow end of the pool at the hotel? <laughs> he's, he's like this deep. Fucking lifting He was standing up in the in the in the shallow end, so it was like to like you know his chest, and he was just lifting him. 300, 304, 305, 308, 310. He didn't give a fuck, dude. It was yeah, it doesn't fun. say what his what his depth was. I'm calling shenanigans on his shit. Thirty year old. <laughs> Thirty-year-old. He was in a fucking. Wait, wait, Kyle. What is the depth? What is the maximum depth the human can go? I think it's fifty-three meters. I don't know. I just thought no, no. I, I thought you had fifty-three meters. You think or you know? I'm almost positive it's fifty-three meters. Pull that one out of his ass. No, sir. That's an incorrect statement. Where's Grizz? All right, Grizz. What, what was the question? What's the what? what how deep? It? How deep has one a human actually gone underwater? It's fifty-three. It's fifty-three dive, dive with a tank. No free dive. Okay, free dive. Fifty-three meters. I think it's closer to like seventy. For most swimmers, a depth of twenty feet, six point nine meters, is the most they'll free dive. Experienced divers can safely dive in a depth of 40 feet, 12.19 meters, when exploring underwater reefs. When free diving, the body goes through several changes to help with acclimation. Telling you, man, the record is 53 feet, 53 meters. Google it, bitch. The maximum depth reached by anyone in a single breath of air is 702 feet without any injury. The record was set in 2007. Uh, the same person who also holds the record for deepest dive without oxygen three diving to a depth of 831 foot feet. Three meters. So you're way off. So I'm way off. <laughs> How many meters was it? The so uh, 700 feet. 702 feet. The same person also holds the record for deepest dive without oxygen diving to a depth of 831 feet, but uh, they sustained a brain injury on the ascent. Whoops. So that one doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, dude. So, um... <laughs> we'll give him a, a mulligan on that one. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can you try that again? <laughs> We're gonna need... We didn't quite get that. We're gonna need you to do it one more time. So 703 without injury, that's how many meters? How many meters are in a feet? Three. About three. No, I thought there was three yards in a foot. Or three feet in a yard, that's what it is. So three meters in a foot. Three times. He's way off. Three meters is 9.8 feet. Okay, how many is 702 feet? That's 213.97 meters is 702 feet. <laughs> you pulled that one right out of your ass. I knew it. <laughs> All right. You guys caught me. I'm just making shit up. Fuck you guys. 
And our last odd news story is 30-year-old stash of beer and gum found in library in library's mystery section. Oh, that's awesome. A, li- a Washington State Library's mystery-, mystery section was found to contain a real-life enigma when removing a corner panel revealed a stash of beer and chewing gum from 1980. And it's Godzilla head chewing gum. That's awesome. And lamb's beer. This was it ABC gum or was it like new gum in package? New gum in package. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Oh. I'm going to read Lord of the Rings. Is that some fucking hams? <laughs> it is hams, awesome. yeah. Fucking cheap beer, man. He went for the... T- wow, look at that. It's even Pop Top. It's not Pull Tab. Yep. Wow. Can't believe you guys fucked. Five that. unopened cans of Ham's beer and an, an open p- pack of Godzilla head gum. He, dude, he left the holiday five packer. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed oh. to be a six packer, but he had one on the road. It's the holiday five packer, man. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a chewing gum. Who the fuck chews gum and drinks beer at the same time? Fucking just that guy. Did it say where in Washington? No, I just said Christina was asking. Um, The Walla Walla Public Library said employees have been performing renovations at the facility during COVID-19 shutdown. And they recently removed a corner panel from the shelf housing the uh, the mystery book section and found it um, a discarded paper bag. Bag containing five unopened cans of Ham's beer in an How open pack. Of the Walla Walla Public Library is in Walla Walla, Washington. Washington. There you go. <laughs> just to let everybody know to clear the air. I was just reading the article. Right now, it is temporarily closed. Thank you. Pat. It is 238 East Alder Street, Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah, that's better than what they found in the attic when they started remodeling the courthouse. Where what I should we call it? Walla Walla. Okay, sounds good to me, Ted. Walla Walla. And uh, the last thing, Dennis Quaid adopts a shelter cat named Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, that can't real. That story can't be fucking real. Dennis Quaid adopts a cat. Goes to the animal shelter and adopts a cat named Dennis Quaid. There is there a picture? Does the cat look like Dennis Quaid? No, no. It's a little like a little black cat. Yeah, it's a little black cat. Yep. But that's funny. Like, you've seen the picture of like the cat that looks like Ron Perlman and Ron's like stop fucking posting this on my Facebook page <laughs> <laughs> but that's it that's it for the odd news dude fucking I would like to live in Walla how cool would that be where do you live Walla Walla that's almost cool than saying cooler than saying I live in Beaverton. <laughs> Where do you live? Walla Walla. Like, how cool is that? There is a little town called Idiotville outside of Portland. I fucking need to live there so bad it hurts. I wanted to buy. It's kind of a 
You wanted to buy it? <laughs> I did because it's been abandoned. There's like two stores there. There's a post office, and that's about it. And everybody else is just in like little farmhouses in the in the area, and that's like all that's really there. Idiotville. Yeah, no Oregon. I own a town. What's it called? Idiotville. <laughs> Dude, we should all chip in and buy Idiotsville. That'd be great. I. I make I all kinds of wonderful in, rules. I am down to throw in to buy Idiotville. It'd be awesome. We could be the we could be the, the city council. I'll throw in all the podcast monies. Nice. So nothing, <laughs> so nothing exactly. <laughs> Shit, we're gonna have a big old village. <laughs> I'll throw in those podcast dollars. Harry, Harry, the meeting for Idiotville has now started. Everybody. I'd make all kinds of cool rules. You know, I'd make it like the smartest place ever. I'd have all kinds of cool rules. Like there would, I, I would never this allow this place to be the smartest place in the United States. Yeah, I'd never allow like, right. giant industry in there. Like no WalMarts, no Targets, no none of that shit. It'd all be mom and pop shops. It'd fucking just have the most awesome downtown. Well, our city's already poor and bankrupt. <laughs> Because everyone's going to go somewhere else to go to Walmart. Idiotsville is the hardest town in the country. God damn it, Chad. We had a good town going and you ruined it. All the money would stay in town. All the townspeople would be helping each other. They'd all be, you wouldn't be shipping all your money out to everybody else. No, they would just be going to a different town to go to Walmart. No, they wouldn't. (laughs) Yes, you'd be giving all your money. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. Walmart is the devil, Bobby Boucher. Where is our money going to, sir? Our money's going to Smartsville. That's right. It's just the way it is because we're idiotsville. I won't allow it. It won't happen. We would have the coolest comic book store in Idiotsville. Amen. Ever seen. It'd be called Wookiee's Cookies. It would. And it would have its own podcast. Wookiee's Cookies, comic book store, bar, and bakery. Now you're talking. <laughs> and coffee. And coffee. And not that shitty Circle K coffee, but some of that nice Colombian shit. That's right. None of that jacked up Starbucks either. Coffee, cookies, and comics. Craft, craft beers, cookies, coffee, and comics. There it is. That's we're on the show, man. We're going to be a rip. And then we're going to have a strip club called Rip Stanks. And every Wednesday, is EBT. <laughs> every, every Wednesday is EBT day. So you can use your EBT card. Everybody in Idiotsville, come to Rip Stanks. Yep. And you got to watch out for the splash zone because they don't throw dollars. They throw change. They just throw a handful of change. strippers. Yep. The strippers are going to wear butt plugs with credit card swipes on them. Amen. Swipe your EBT card. That's my kind of strip joint. And that's what their Coke is in. Yeah. Can you make change? Can I Can I get a 20? If I swipe my card, can I, can I overcharge? Get a 20 back? You're declined, sir. <laughs> can I take that once? You have been your declined. chain is going to come out. They're going to wear bra changes, so it's just going to come out of the nipples and fall down into your your hand. That's how they make change. That's right. Like the one time, me and my buddy Jesse were at the strip club, and the fucking like this little bag of coke fell out of the chick's ass, but she was walking off stage. 
Did you pick it up? Yes. <laughs> I nudged my buddy and I was like, dude, look, look, Coke just fell out of her ass. And he was like, he picked it up. He's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> he fucking walks off to the bathroom. <laughs> he came back and he was like, that Coke smelled like you, shit. You did ass Coke just now. Ass Coke. <laughs> That cocaine smelled like shit. That's right. That just fell out of her butthole. <laughs> That's right. Cash back. Uh, all right. Anybody all else right. got anything this week? Yeah. Show me your Wookiee cookies. What'd you guys pick up? No Wookiee cookies for me this week. I'll show you what I got. What? I got this nothing right here. in the mail. Nothing at the store. I, you know, Dude, I ordered. What did I tell you about putting your dick beaters without gloves on my boat? I ordered a nice like, uh, watch Venom 27 variant cover, and I still have not gotten it in the mail yet. What is that, Kyle? Still, oh, that's Raphael? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First appearance. I've been fucking with uh, Solo the whole episode that I have this issue. Is that the only one you have? I bought it. Yeah, I bought it from John for a dollar. Yeah. Pretty tore up. It is. It really is. I would totally give it to Solo for like 15 bucks. I'd buy if it, it was for his face just lit up. I know he's like, woo! He's got a little. I'm looking. They're just they're hard to find at a decent price if they're in a decent grade. He's got a little chub working down there. Mine, mine is pretty. It's oh, it's not little. Don't mistake yourself, <laughs> son. I'll be honest though, my mine has been loved. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know uh, what? This, this is what I, I got. I'm going to shock y'all with my pickups of this week. I got Darth Maul. Nice. Who did that cover? Uh, this is the variant. God damn. That looks like it's one? like in the um, the style of like Clone Wars. It, it is. It's the animated variant of the Darth Maul number one. The contest, everybody. Yeah, you want to go over the rules again? What they got to do we'll one more time? Wait till Brock, we'll wait okay. till Chad's up with his uh, pickups. Another Darth Ooh, Maul book. I like that Darth Maul book. Yeah, that's two of four. And then this is the one of four. This is that little four short story. That's cool. Chad's got a Darth Maul fetish. Who doesn't? Dude, if you're not picking up Darth Maul's while you can, that's your mistake. Bam! Oh, you lucky Thanks. fucker. How much was that? You don't mind me asking. $4.99 if you bought it at the right time. I did not. You bought two of them. Yes, I did. Oh, I love that cover. I know, right? Second print, Bounty Hunters number one. And it was not easy to find. I bet not. But I did get a smoking deal, so I bought two of them. I was like, Ooh. Good for you. I just barely got in under the wire. Good for you. Oh, and then my Starkiller came. Starkiller. Really? That's like a big that. old, yeah, that's a big old magazine. Um, That's really, I mean, that's really yeah. the only big stuff that came. You didn't get anything this week, Matt? I just got my weekly readers, man. That's it. Brian, what did you get? He's taking a phone call from his mom again. Oh, oh I did crazy. I did get my shirt. Yeah, we've seen that already. Don't try to did, did I forget to show you my shirt? No way, Brian. You got that book? And that book, Brian? 
Oh shit! Look at that book that Brian got. Damn, that's a badass book, Brian. I did get volume two as well. My it's trade paperback. Just got my weekly readers. Look uh, at that book that Brian got. I didn't get no books this week. I other than those. Uh, Jace got Campbell variants, and I got four copies of Legend of the Dark Knight. Oh, dude, how much did you get those for? Do you want to sell one? Yeah, where'd you even find them? Are they selling for uh, quite a bit yet? Not the the regular cover. I think is still twenty five bucks. They're oh. going up on eBay. Uh, but I hope I hope for some reason did, that book is in my pull box. Did you get your bounty hunters yet, Brian? Um, I got I ordered two copies, but I don't know if I'm going to get them. Okay. We'll see. I haven't gotten them yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten that yet. Such a cool cover. Yeah. What um all right, Kyle. Hit us with that contest one more time. Okay, the contest. Please play the video again, Matt. Uh, you want to play the video again right now? Isn't that what I just said? God damn it, Kyle. I didn't say don't play that video again, Matt, so I could explain the contest. All right, hold on a second. The contest is what I would like. Carol. And explain it for the people listening back. Also, who can't see the video. Now so what I would the podcast. So the new contest is the the ad we just showed is me doing my pre-podcast drink. Ice Red Bull Bullet. What I would like everybody to do is make their own video like that. Show me pulling pouring your favorite bullet drink. And send it to us at absolutegeek at gmail.com. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yep. Send it to our social media. Send it to Twitter. Send it to our Facebook. And whoever has the coolest video, whoever we love the most, I will send you this Darth Maul Turkish variant. And and other people, I'll send you cool prizes as well. I haven't decided what the prizes are. And the other contest is what I would like you to do is when you're at the store and you're shopping, when you're picking up your bottle of bullet, take a picture of you buying the bullet, put it on social media saying, absolute geek told me to buy bullet bourbon, so I did. And send that picture to social media so, so bullet knows that we're fucking serious I'm serious about drinking this goddamn good whiskey. Hashtag Absolute Geek Podcast as well as Bullet and Red So you Bowl. should do it at a geek podcast, right? Yep. Look at a geek podcast. I bought Bullet. Hashtag, hashtag Bullet. Bullet Bourbon. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's it's Bullet Bourbon. I bought Bullet Bourbon. Thank you or something along those lines. 
and the coolest shots, the coolest videos, I'll send you guys prizes. But go. the video, whoever pours the coolest drink will get this tur- the Turkish Darth Maul variant. It or if you're not in a comic, some other prize will, will come up. If you're not in a comic and you don't want a comic, yes, I'll send you something else cool. A gift card or something, we'll figure it out. But. What do you think, Brian? About what? About your thing? I think it's cool. It's a cool contest. Yeah. So definitely, you know what? I'm thinking about ordering some more shirts too. And I might just give shirts out as prizes. So let me know. I appreciate you guys' feedback. Please let everybody, please let Bullet know that you guys support us and you support Bullet and you support me. And you guys love me as much as I love Bullet. And my goddamn phone just died. Guys, I want to thank everyone um, for hanging out in the chat tonight. I want to send a special shout out to all of the new downloads we've had over the last couple of weeks since we started doing interviews and all the new uh, the new people checking us out on all the podcasting platforms. Welcome. Uh, We're glad to have you. If you ever want to come check us out, you can join the chat and have a good time with us live Friday nights, 730 p.m. Mount Standard Time right here on YouTube youtube.com forward slash absolute podcast if you want to hang out and and uh catch the show live show the stout video one more time so people know what what we're looking for when you are making your own pour a drink video all right let me let me find this video again it's so funny i think it's awesome man i just yeah, I, it is it's great I just want to do another shout out to our listeners. Man, I just I just love you guys. I love that I send you guys like I love everybody that finds me. Please find me on Facebook. Please find me on Twitter. I love talking to you guys. I love that you guys Here's the stop video. Here's what Kyle's looking for. Spider Man cologne. That's a tiny ass bottle of bullet. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. There you go. I love the absolute geek stickers in the background. I love it. Shout out. Shout out to Stout for you know I said that to him. I was like, hey, look, look at this cool video, man, that 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 newbie and I made. And he said that back to me like 10 minutes later. And I was like, that's why I love you guys. I I love that you guys have the same sense of humor that I do. And I big shout out that you guys get what I'm doing. So please send me those videos of you guys making those bullet drinks. It's gonna be awesome. I appreciate it. I really want to send you guys cool prizes. Yeah, big shout out to the chat. Um Big, big shout out to Pat Jankowitz for joining us tonight. It sucks that he the interview ended, but maybe we can get him back on next week. Um, I'll see you when we respond. Hopefully, maybe his phone just died because it seemed like he was on his phone. So maybe that's all that happened is that his phone died and we can get him back on next week. Um, but yeah, again, big shout out to all the new listeners. That dude's love for comics makes it... That guy that should be awesome. like one of our like 
regulars that comes in and just talks comics with us. Like it is amazing. That guy's love for comics is is I is I hope he's a reoccurring guest. Yeah, we'll I definitely. really do. And he well, didn't even get to promote anything. He I know. We'll definitely have to get him back. Um, but again, big shout out to all the listeners. Uh, download the podcast every week and all the new and welcome to all the new listeners. We're happy to have you. Um, again, check us out if you want to on Friday nights live. Join the chat. Have a great fucking time with us as always. Uh, great fucking time. Yeah, we love we love the chat. We love our listeners. Guys, take part in uh, Kyle's Kyle's bullet challenge contest and let's let's see if we can get kyle that bullet scott that bullet sponsorship that he wants so bad but uh if this is your first time finding us on youtube please make sure to like and subscribe button make sure to gently caress that notification bell so you know when we go podcast and subscribers yeah so let's get some subscribers going subscribe to us and then subscribe to podcast but take a phone call from your mom first. Because if so you're subscribe not to us, take a phone call from your mom, then subscribe to Bodcast. But if you're not listening to Bodcast, you're missing out. It's it's a great time to watch Brian and Keith fucking bullshit with people. Such it's so much fun. But subscribe to us first. I gotta put us first. Sorry, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Uh, make sure I'm, to subscribe to to Bodcast. Uh, make sure to- Couch Crunchers, Grizzled Geek. Yeah. Just there's so many awesome podcasts out there that we fucking are connected to. Chad, you've got a you you're on a new Star Star Wars podcast. What is it? Tales from the Dark Side under the Tales from the Flip Side channel, and uh, we've been dropping some awesome new content the last uh, couple of weeks. It's been really good feedback so far. Um, it, it's it's a fucking awesome show. It's so fun. Um, and part of the reason I like it is because just like this podcast, I I don't know everything. I learn on that one too. I do have a, a lot of Star Wars knowledge, but um, you know, with with John and and Mike and Marco and all of our guests and stuff that come on with us, I mean, it's it's given me a chance to relight the Star Wars fire and read a lot of the comics that I haven't read for a while um, and keeps me current. And just all the Star Wars knowledge that's out there, and there is a ton. It's, it's so, yeah. Hashtag we need Mel to come on. <laughs> yeah, dro- drop in and, and um, watch Tales from the Dark Side and uh, talk in the chat. We're always there talking. And... Uh, Good times, great show. So you guys pre-record, so you guys are all there when it's live. When you guys put it on YouTube to to bullshit with your yeah, there's there's always at least one of us, but a lot of the times there's you know two of us in there and and watching and talking in the chat with everybody and um, cool. I mean that's awesome that at least you can watch and still. Even though it's not live, you can watch and still communicate with you guys. It's pretty and, cool. Yeah, and the more that people start talking and, and talking and communicating in the chat, then the sooner we can have a live show. So, Are you guys thinking out. about doing live shows? Yeah, we're, we're talking, and at some point we'll have a live show. Um, and the more, the more communication that we see in the chat um, and the more requests for live shows, I mean, then the sooner it'll come. 
But sweet. Make sure everybody checks out Tales from the Flipside Monday nights at what is it seven seven o'clock Arizona time. Yep. So it's such a fun time to check out the guys from the Tales from the Flipside. It's such a fun show to watch. Being able to watch Brian's beautiful hair blow in the wind on any episode is awesome. It's majestic. It is. It's that like I, I get lost and I and I just lose my train of thought watching the watching the blondish hair just just it's it's like this. It's like it's just it it's 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 tantalizing. Thank you. It's tantalizing, he says. <laughs> It's but tame. make sure you guys check out everything. There's so much good content out there. Make sure you guys check out these other shows. Make sure you guys tell them the absolute geek sent you so that they know that that we are spreading the love. I mean, there's no other way to do it but for everybody to spread the love. There's no reason why everybody should be spreading it. But guys, if you had a good time, smash that like button. Um, Make sure to leave us a review if you're listening back to this on the playback as it goes a long way to help us in the podcasting standings. And for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Bullet Kyle. I'm Brian. I'm Solo Wookie. And we'll see you guys next time.